Welcome, everybody, to episode 61 of the Bombshell Podcast. I'm your host, DK Dynamite, with our lovely co-host, Fajardi. How are you doing today, my friend? Yo, what's up? I'm doing good. It's been a little while, man. (laughs) grind we did yesterday. Yeah, it has been a while for the pod, especially. Um, Oh, yeah. You know, definitely. weren't lining up, and, you know, uh, now it was a perfect time to get a pod in, because there's probably not going to be one next week, because of the launch of the actual game, and everyone's going to be on that. DK, I'm sure, is going to be streaming that. Um, so, you know, oh yeah, no, it's gonna be wild. Hey, you, you, you mind turning your mic up real quick? I, yeah, just a little bit. Chat, it's been like what three weeks since we've been able to do a pod, so yeah, our audio yep. levels are probably all over the place. There we go, yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been a minute. I think we're good now, yeah, chat. Let us know if you need anything uh, resolved there. My chat box is even a little, uh, little broken there, but yeah, that's good old Streamlabs for you, yeah. No, it's been a couple of weeks, man. Uh, our last episode was with the goat himself, Maverick. We got more guests definitely on the way, but like Vajardi said, next Friday is the full launch of the game itself, so we'll definitely be live on the channel with some multiplayer and probably spec ops as well, depending on how the early copies work. Because if you go to fly to New Zealand. Uh, next week, then you'll probably be able to play Spec Ops a little bit early, but we'll have to wait and see uh, how that works content-wise. Now, uh, as of last week, I did turn 23 on the 14th of October, went out of town for a good, like, what was it, a good five-ish days. I was in Vegas for the first time. Uh, hell of a trip. It was very eventful. <laughs> Luckily, I had the laptop with me, because majority knows, man, I-, I can't go anywhere without the laptop. You gotta make sure <laughs> you got bangers on deck. I went out there with, like, I think it was four videos unlisted. So I'm like, all right, I got the weekend covered. And all of a sudden, of course, while I'm there, and it wasn't a problem, but when I was there, they dropped a big blog post. A bunch of reveals happened. There was a lot going on in terms of Modern Warfare 2 news, but uh, we still got all that covered on the channel. You guys have been killing it with the support, which really means the world. Um, as of yesterday, you guys are probably aware, I did post about 18 times, which is pretty un. <laughs> It's pretty unusual for the main channel to post that much, but uh, we set out on a mission. Yeah, ever since COD Next release, we really dedicated to uh, just post different types of coverage for the campaign instead of just streaming it. Uh, Fajardi, what would you say though, right? At least a thousand people were live in the Modern Warfare 2 category yesterday, yeah. give or take. I mean, what are your thoughts though on the different type of approach that we gave towards campaign as of yesterday? How would you feel about it? It was nuts, man. Well... Yeah, with a with a campaign, I think it's just it's just been a constant theme for the channel. I'm um, going into MW two that you just want to approach things differently, change yeah. up the content, yeah, to um, you know not only appeal to a new audience but to to grow the audience. And I think that was one of those the the campaign things, one of those things we did where uh, we never did it before to the extent that we did it yesterday, uploading oh, yeah. every single every single campaign mission, um, just raw, no commentary. So. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, the, those videos are going to be at the top of search results. And we did a good job with that yesterday. So I think it's a, a W all around. Yeah. No, seriously, dude. Uh, again, chat, as you guys are probably aware, that would not have been possible without the goat himself. Majority came through hard helping out with, with that type of coverage. Because it, it's very different from what you guys would probably expect from me. But uh, if you look at, like, COD Next, right? I was there at the event streaming it live. Fajardi helped out a ton putting up videos while I was still streaming. You know, I was uploading, you know, gameplay while I was still live. It would have been tough to be like, yeah, chat, wait for me a couple minutes. Let me go and work on uploading this video. So uh, Fajardi right by my side was just was absolutely killing it. So that was sick. But, yeah, chat, I did make a playlist for it just so it's organized. As of yesterday, again... Uh, we put up every single mission, raw, no commentary. Also put up the post credit scene, the full movie, all cutscenes in HD. And then as of this morning, I posted a crossbow Easter egg tutorial along with a little bit of an achievement guide for opening up the three saves all around uh, 
all around some different missions in the campaign. And I got more campaign videos on the way as well. I got a lot more that I want to post from it. But like Perka just said in chat, campaign got the spotlight for once. That to me is yeah. huge because you look at every single year of a COD launch, everybody hops on the MP. I get it. Everybody wants to rush through and hit massive prestige or max rank or get their camels unlocked. But you look at so many good campaigns that we've gotten. Look at Infinite Warfare. Look at Cold War. All these other campaigns. How many people missed out on those because they just never got a chance to play them? They just didn't care to because they were too busy on multiplayer. I mean... Uh, you look at the early access we got this time around, and I saw so many people tweeting out, oh my god, it's my first campaign in 5-10 years, I never played a campaign before. You see these comments, and you're like, dude, think about all the storylines they missed. I mean, they probably watch recap videos or clips or whatever, but to be able to immerse yourself in the campaign is so important. And I'm so happy that we got an opportunity yesterday to play it early by a week and not have to even think about multiplayer, spec ops, or falling behind. I mean, would you say that's something that's probably here to stay going forward? I, I think it's going to be, in my opinion. Um, I'd hope it, I hope it does stay because it kind of gives, like, I feel like campaign has just kind of lost that, uh, not, not charm, but kind of presence it used to have on Call of Duty games. Yeah, um, no, recently. definitely. So definitely. I think this kind of, I think this kind of brings it back where it's like, it's not one day where people are talking about, oh, this is going on MP, this is going on in Spec Ops, this is going on in Zombies. It's yeah, always just yeah. campaign for one, for one whole week. And then it's like, okay, for then sure. you go in the multiplayer sure. and. So I think I definitely want it to be a staple. I think it's 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 a lot more easier for content. It's a lot more easier for a lot of people. I'd say. Yeah. Um, no. Definitely. I mean, it's actually funny because uh, <laughs> I have a copy on Steam. Uh, thank you to Activision, by the way, for that for that Vault Edition. But everyone's probably aware that yesterday, when we were getting ready to begin the early access, Steam copies didn't work. So people had to wait up to an hour, I think up to three hours even, to actually get into campaign on, on Steam. Battle.net was instant for most people, but then there were crashing issues on certain missions, I believe, for Battle.net. And then Xbox, I believe, had an issue as well, where Xbox copies were locked uh, for hours and hours, probably even worse than PC. PlayStation seems to have had the smoothest launch of early access. Luckily, I had a spare copy on my PS5, because if not, I would have been waiting to go ahead and uh, uh, cover the freaking the freaking campaign because I, I made a hard choice, like like you said earlier, to not stream. There were some people streaming the campaign that I'm like, you know, let's kind of do something different. Let's cover this game differently. Let's be first to post all the missions raw, and that's what we did. We sat on a mission and we did it. I'm um, very happy to have done that, but uh, a lot of technical issues. They can't get it right. I, I mean, it happens. They can't get everything right, I should say. So it is what it is. Technical difficulties, but thankfully, PS5 copies did work. Um, you had an issue, right? It was at, I think, the Dark Water mission towards yep. the end of the game. So you were stuck at an objective. It wouldn't let you proceed, right, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, I, I was um, – where you had to breach the door right before the end of the mission to go got it, set, got off the, set off the missile or whatever. Got it. Um, got I it. couldn't get into that door. It didn't even give me the prompt to put a breach charge on or anything. And then yeah, I went there. I restarted multiple times, and then I started crashing every single time I tried to load into the mission. So I had to actually restart the mission from the, from the start. <sighs> And uh, then it worked for me after that, but damn, uh, yeah, that was yeah. that kind of sucked. <laughs> another, yeah, another disclaimer as well, Chad, is that I I film everything in 60 FPS, but because I had to go on the PS5 to actually play it, um, I was using the other Elgato I have, which records in 60 FPS, but the the gameplays for some reason just didn't upload in 60 FPS on YouTube, so they're all on 30. It doesn't matter; still 1080, still looks good. But then when I recorded the crossbow video today, also on the PS5. It was in 60, so I'm like, I don't know what happened yesterday, but either way, Fajardi was like, who cares, bro? Just post it, who gives a fuck? I'm like, you're right, though. Like, it really doesn't matter. Who cares? But it was just one of those, like, OCD things. Like, dude, 
<laughs> Why did it not post a 60 FPS? But, it, I mean, it's all right, man. It, everything still looked good. Uh, I came out well. Uh, thumbnails look fantastic. So I'm um, very curious to see, like, how a lot of these videos grow and whatnot over, you know, the next couple months, years. Um, yeah, surprisingly, though, I, I don't know if you think about this, majority, but when the early access started, it, it felt like the internet kind of went dark for a second. Everybody was either playing or streaming to where I was seeing no tweets because I have, you know, mm -hmm. notes on Twitter and whatnot. I was seeing, like, no tweets. Nobody was really saying much. Nobody was really posting anything. Everybody was just streaming. So that was a huge opportunity for us to go in and be like, all right, let's try to conquer that avenue a little bit. Let's just try to post some videos and see what happens. That that was nuts. Yeah. That I remember nuts. I got a few missions <laughs> in and I'm like, I, I got a few missions in. I'm like, I haven't checked my phone in a little bit. Let's go check Twitter. And like, yeah. I swear, there was like four new tweets. Literally <laughs> nothing. People. Yeah, it was weird. It was, it was nothing. <laughs> the weirdest. I'm, like, I'm not complaining. I mean, cool. Everyone was, everyone was busy. I mean, it is what yeah. it is. But it, it was definitely... Uh, it was definitely a, a nice change of pace for the COD community for a little bit, which is awesome. Appreciate you, Zach, in the chat, man. Much love, brother. He said, he said, good move. Let, let people finish the story without worrying about multiplayer, letting, letting people that like to take their time with the campaign. Uh, yeah, no, I completely agree with that. I, I've been saying this for years. I've been saying it since maybe Black Ops 1. You probably remember this. I would always say campaigns are always best to hop into first because you get used to the map environments, the characters, and all the weapons. Then you're and more probably even probably even new mechanics as well, like oh, MW2 is, did huge. perfectly, I think. Yep. You get used to all that, then hop into MP and Spec Ops or Zombies way more experienced. That's the way I've always looked at it. But then in recent years, I've, I've definitely felt a bit behind when doing that. So the trick would be, right, at least starting with, I want to say Cold War, got a New Zealand copy on an alt account on PlayStation. Everybody does this. This is public knowledge. You get a New Zealand copy. <laughs> you're, you're able to play the game about, I think it's 15 hours ahead of the United States. So I would use that to play campaign early. And you, and you wouldn't ever get striked. I think there might have been times when maybe they sent strikes out to certain people, but campaigns would never really get striked. Everybody would stream it early, um, even though the embargo was definitely... Uh, the embargo was definitely a little different uh, for certain CODs here and there. But the New Zealand copies wouldn't let you play multiplayer, obviously. Servers were offline. Not until the United States would get access to the game. Zombies would sometimes be playable in local, um, which is fair. But for the most part, we just use that time to play campaign, get that over with. And then when the game actually drops, you hop into the Zombies DMP. So that, that's kind of been the schedule past couple years. Uh, buddy Mark in chat. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, long time no see, man. I have not talked to Buddy Mark in a while. Yeah. Definitely uh, a bit of an earlier podcast today than what we, what we usually do. We usually start at like 1, 2 o'clock, but I uh, started a bit early this morning. I actually, so last night, after finishing all this coverage, I know you were already, you were dying, bro. Like, you, <laughs> majority was a damn yeah. soldier over here. You were dying. I was, I started feeling it. At, I felt the adrenaline crash after I put up at the post credit scene, I think. I was like, damn, it's hitting me now. It, I really felt it. So I, I put up that last video. I then premiered the full movie. And then as, as that was premiering, I just died at like 10 o'clock. Um, it was an all-day grind, and then I woke up today at like 5:30 a.m. So I'm like, you know what? Instead of going back to sleep, I'm just, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stay up a little bit. This is stuff around the house, and then uh, here we are with the pod. But it, it was definitely it was a ridiculous night. <laughs> Let's see, buddy, Jess up in chat with the funny comments, dude. Yeah, ever ever literally everybody was streaming. Um, Steam had the same problem with FIFA. My boss was telling me he couldn't get in. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that because if you remember the beta for MW2 multiplayer. A couple of weeks ago, I noticed, like, the beta dropped, and I couldn't actually click play for, like, I think it was 15 minutes. It wasn't that bad. But the reason I even got it on Steam and not Battle.net is because the, the codes that we got sent wouldn't work for Battle.net. So I'm like, I'm not complaining. It is what it is. Free copies are free copies. Use it on Steam. Definitely a very yep. weird, uh, definitely a really weird, uh, a weird bug there. But, I mean, it, it's fine. Um, it, it doesn't bother me. Perka uh, said, favorite mission in the campaign. 
Very tough to call, bro. I, I mean, uh, say, one. I think you know what I'm, what I'm going to say. One clearly stands out to me over the rest of them, just like in terms of innovation, in terms of of freedom to do what you want. And I think that mission for me is alone. Is, uh, alone. Yeah, yeah, I really yeah. like that mission. I like the vibe of it. It's like you just got. Oh, cat. Sorry, uh, spoilers if you haven't played it. By the way, so if you don't want to hear spoilers, <laughs> yeah. I'm about to. Um, I don't know what to say here. Should I just continue saying what I was going to say? Spoilers. <laughs> I, I, I filter it lightly. I do have written down here. We're going to talk about spoilers in a little bit. Okay. I want to give people time so, to like prepare if they don't want to hear it. We'll just, we'll, we'll I'll, I'll give a non-spoiler on it. So a big yeah. event happens and you know, you're kind of, you're, you have to survive and you're, you're on your own. Um, and it's, it's just the, the vibe of it is just like, it's just unmatched. I think it's a yeah, really, yeah, it, it uses, yeah. it uses crafting, it uses backpack. I think it's a really good introduction to what we could see in DMZ, which I, hopefully we, hopefully we see crafting and stuff. I love to see crafting in DMZ. Was that, Absolutely. was that a uh, rumored or, or leaked? Yeah, no, it, it actually is. And I think a lot of things that you guys see in campaign or even things you might have saw in Warzone Tour League gameplay, a lot of things are, are being uh, transferred over from DMZ, which is ironic. So DMZ is kind of the foundation of the game itself in many ways, which people are yeah. going to realize in a couple of weeks. Uh, but yeah, What's no, your I, mission? you know what, man, I'm, I'm really conflicted because alone is was, was amazing. I really like the all gear up mission, even though it's a bit slower paced. It's, it just helps us reminisce on COD 4 quite a bit. Or the original on W2. Um, I really like the ghost team mission. That was gangster. Ooh. <laughs> and then yeah. obviously, and how do you not, if you're from Chicago, how do you not like the final mission? Again, if someone that mission spoilers, was spoilers, but sick. they show Chicago in the trailer, so I'm just gonna say it. It's not really a spoiler, but to end the game in Chicago, I never would have thought a campaign would have ever done that. I thought it was gonna be a mission you saw like halfway through the game or something, but what Your a way game, to end. Bro. Yeah, no, like, it's like, yeah, it's, yeah, no, right? It's like, it, it's telling me, it's like, hey, this is gonna be your year, man, with Mono for 2 for sure. Um, but you know what? There's a lot of people that usually say, oh, this is my year, this is my year. It's like, make every year your year. You know, how about that? Make every year a positive one uh, and, and just go for it, right? If you're trying to achieve something with content, just do it. But no, uh, that Chicago mission was gorgeous. I mean, the graphics, everything about this game so far has just been impressive. Uh, and, and like I said earlier, in the, you know, on the stream, I was going to say, the new type of coverage we have planned for COD 2.0, Modern Warfare 2, all of that has me so excited, even more excited now, considering how good that campaign was. Just imagine the post-launch updates we're about to see for multiplayer, spec ops, DMZ, raids. Yeah. We're going to get into all that. There's so much coming. And this is just the start. Sounds cliche to say, but literally. <laughs> so it's not. this is not a, a case where we're just throwing shit at a wall and see what sticks with content. We want to cover everything. Like, I'm that invested in this campaign. Um, I wasn't too fond of MW19 story. It's a good game. It's a good campaign. But... I think this one just blew the first one out the water, blew it out the water. And I don't know if that's because the narrative team uh, from this game is different from MW19. That's kind of what's been said, right? That the narrative team has shifted mm -hmm. uh, over at Infinity War. So that, that's a huge one. Uh, <clears throat> overall, I would say, excuse me, oh my God, I'm choking on myself. Uh, overall, a lot of likable characters, a lot of new likable characters were introduced. I, what would you I say about that? It. That was a huge thing we talked about yesterday. That, that was crazy. I, yeah, I was going to say that. I feel like the trailer <laughs> did not do the campaign justice at all. If anything, it downplayed what, what the Ga campaign game was. Gameplay or story, though? Um, gameplay or story? I, I think it didn't even... I mean, it didn't even really touch on a lot of story <sighs> things. It just kind of had, like, talked about missiles and, and whatever, which is, which is the, the main thing about the campaign. But I think there's... Obviously, yeah, they, yeah. they don't want to spoil anything, but I think the, I think the trailer didn't really do it for me. But after playing Fair. the campaign, I, I, I really like it. But... Um, what was I gonna say? That's something that was really I forget. I had two points to say about about what you were saying, but I forgot the second one. Uh the ending in Chicago, uh 
narratively likable characters? Um, uh, I forget. I forget what I was gonna say. That sucks. No, <laughs> uh, it was probably something in chat, right? I didn't miss up. The crafting items to make stuff is incredible. I think it per it's personally for raids and DMZ. Absolutely, user. Absolutely, man. I, I I definitely think that that's what we're going with that. I I, I would also, I would also expect more Easter eggs to be solved over this weekend, and I'll be covering those for sure. Um, so far, not much has been found. But I know people out there discovered that there's like these gold weapons in the campaign, but those are cartel blueprints. I don't think that's actually the gold camo, which we're going to get into that as well, because apparently today there was a massive leak, which I, I find hilarious that it, it, it's something that exists. But uh, we're going to get into that later. But yeah, there's there's a couple of cool findings as of yesterday um, and obviously more more this weekend for sure. I, I wouldn't be shocked about that. Um, something, though, that I think touches more on spoilers, but I'll, I'll wait on it. It's just the stakes of the campaigns. So I, I won't go into specifics yet, but I felt like the stakes were still pretty solid for this game. There, there, there was a lot of impressive gameplay moments, and I think the story really complemented that very well. And, and I'm, I'm happy about that because it really sets up a really sharp future for the Modern Warfare reboot that we have here. So that original rumor that we're not going to get a sequel or whatnot, I don't really believe that at this point. I have no reason to believe it. And I still think the rumor that it's a two-year game is also pretty false. Uh, we have yet to see any proof of that, but I'm very curious. Kind of, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, and we'll get into that later too, but I, I'm very curious kind of what this sets up moving forward because it, it, it really did. It really did establish a, a massive plot point that I don't think will just be covered in the post-launch story. I don't know if you agree, but without saying spoilers, I think you know what I'm talking about, right? I think it, it sets up more than six seasons of cutscenes, if that makes sense. Or, or maybe yeah. it's, maybe it's, maybe campaign DLC is the answer, but I definitely think a sequel is 100% warranted here for a game like this on the scale. It was fantastic. Let me see. Chicago yeah, the, has got the best COD players. Hey, Mark, I can't, I can't disagree with you, man. I can't disagree with you, dude. <laughs> I chuckled when I saw that. That's funny. Yeah, that's gold, man. Makes the stealth missions more enjoyable. Yeah, no, I, I really thought that what this game did so well is it really stepped up in terms of stealth and, like, the CC... Uh, was it the, the camera type of mechanics that we had in MW19? This game did all that so much better. I feel like in 2019, yep. you could definitely have a couple moments where you're like, eh, it's a little dragged down, a little slow. This game did that way better, at least in my opinion. I mean, I don't know how you... Did you feel like there were any parts that really dragged for you? Maybe the Gillied Up mission, because I don't know if you were really into um, too much. No, I think I think the... I think Recon by Fire is a very interesting mission as well, because it gives you a lot of choice in how you um, yeah. infiltrate yeah. the buildings. I mean, if you, if you hit your shots... Um, stuff can go differently. Um, so I think that mission is fine. Um, I think it's the longest mission in the game, so I'm not, I'm not, no, too, sure, sure. not too worried about that. There, there's yeah, a lot of cool yeah. things you can do in it. Um, but I think one of the weakest points is definitely the AC-130 part. I think putting yeah, those... Yeah. Putting, I think just because you put two of them back-to-back, -back, it kind of just like, okay, let's let's let, let's get back to first person here. Um, but it's it's still good. It's still fun. Uh, Elsa Nombre is also pretty cool. That, that uh, was that, great. That mission is also uh, how you get choice as well. I feel like there's a lot of things where this gave you a lot of choice in this campaign. I think that's really cool. Huge Desperate Measures vibes from Cold War. I mean, yep. we, we get the element of choice to kind of just work your way around the... Uh, what was it? The, which building was it in, in Desperate Measures? A Soviet uh, facility? Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the Libyanka building. The, the Libyanka building. Yeah, some, yeah, I think. So I like how they, I like how they incorporated that again. It just shows you the innovation that Colder brought to the table and how it's, it's going to be reflected upon future COD installments. Also, the takedowns against enemy AI. I'll say yeah. the takedowns. That's something that was in Cold War, and for some reason, when I was playing through MW2 yesterday, I, I saw a bug, which I don't know if you saw this, but I tried to do a takedown on somebody, and I'd go through their body, 
and I would and I would like death barrier through them, probably insta die. Um, that happened a couple times, but then there were other times when the, the takedown did work. That's just a bug. I mean, they'll, they'll end up patching campaign the next couple of days for sure, no doubt in my mind. But I also want to touch on the AI a little bit because I, I was going to talk about that next. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say I was on recruit for obvious reasons mm -hmm. to get through the missions quickly so I can post. And I still felt like there was a pretty solid challenge from the AI. So it's yep. almost like everything they've marketed about the AI being more advanced, more difficult. It's like they didn't really apply to MP or, or Warzone 2 that much. We at least we haven't seen that yet because the AI that we got to see in MP and, and Warzone 2 so far hasn't been the greatest. It's definitely an improvement over older years AI. But the AI we saw in this campaign was pretty challenging. I mean, if you get caught off guard, yep. you're dead. So how, how did you feel about uh, the differences with that here? I was just gonna say, yeah, I think obviously campaign is where AI is probably most important um, yeah. because you're, it's yeah. you versus AI. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So I think, like, I I noticed it too, where I was playing on recruit as well, just to kind of enjoy my experience, and I think I just had this sense of like, you know, these uh, they're 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 pretty hard to get through, especially with some of them are armored, and you know, the way they they kind of take cover and sort of things, it's. I really felt like there was an improvement to AI and you can definitely mm. see that in the campaign and hopefully right, yeah, yeah. and hopefully that translates well over to to Warzone 2 if they are going to stick with doing that um because I feel like what was showcased at COD Next wasn't the best uh showcase <laughs> of yeah. what they could have done there. Yeah. Also, oh yeah, I remember I remember what I was going to say earlier. I Go find on. it funny that the mission they previewed like a few months ago Darkwater was like the buggiest one. Um, I, is, I find that, I find that, <laughs> that ironic. Is ironic. It is ironic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, the, I just, I was like, damn. They, they, they hyped this mission up, and it was like, I, it was like an okay mission. It's pretty short. Um, well, there was more beyond what the broken. preview showed, right? Because yep. when you when you blow up that that door, there is like a little bit more after that. Whereas the early preview cut off the footage at that part. Um, but that it is kind of funny because Cold War when they because when they showcase Cold War gameplay, it was footage from the very first mission. Vanguard yep. was, I think, a mission halfway in with Polina, and then this yeah, one was Polina's like what, backstory, I think. Yeah, and then the early preview for Dark Water—that's that, mission what twelve, thirteen. That's late in the that's, game. That's, that's like late. third, like right after that big spoiler right, happens. Right, so. right, right. And that's like that's third act of the game. Yeah, it's 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 pretty deep in there. So yeah, it's like you said, like you'd expect that to be the mission that's the most polished, and it ended up being yeah. the only one with like a severe bug for people on, I think, just PC. Uh, Zach said, I'd love to see an open world story from the COD team, but, but it'd probably end up not working. I think that's kind of what DMZ is going to be. It's, it, it, yeah. it's, it, it's going to be the escape from Tarkov, but with that rich narrative that the campaign already introduced us to. That's what I think they're going for with that. Um, and I think then they'll push the boundaries farther with like the next Treyarch game, where then you'll see that with a new version of Outbreak for Zombies being open world, expansive, one giant map. Um, I think that's kind of what they're going to end up doing. Uh, in the next couple of years with COD 2.0. And I think Warzone 2 also sets the stage for that as well with how big the map's about to be. Uh, and veteran, you have to play really smart. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna do a veteran run, obviously. I'm going to go platinum in the game. The fact that... Realism. Oh, realism. Yeah. You can get trophies right now. You just can't go platinum because there are a couple of Spec Ops trophies, which is cool. At least now we can see the achievements. I was thinking about this yesterday. I'm like, wait a second, dude. None of the achievements leaked out. That's actually rare. Because usually a good couple days before COD or a DLC drops, all the achievements pop up, and then somebody yep. ends, up, ends up posting about them. That's always like a free video every year. But this year, was it was kept under wraps pretty well. And that's another big thing, too. This game, I don't know if you feel this way, but 
this game, obviously there's been leaks. Obviously things have surfaced here and there. There's the dorks on Twitter that have images of things they're not supposed to have, obviously. But <laughs> it, it, it was nowhere near MW19. MW19, there was quite literally no surprises. Subtitles for the whole campaign leaked out two days before the game dropped. You Oof. had people out there... Uh, losing their jobs behind the scenes, sending actual documents of information to random YouTubers, leakers. That was happening. MW19 did not have uh, the best of launches, in my opinion. It, it had a really rough uh, release window in terms of leaks and whatnot, which was unfortunate to see. But uh, MW2, there's I think, is... Of, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, there still was a decent amount that leaked out. Like, oh, fair, all yeah. And, yeah. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I do agree. I don't think it was on the scale of, of MW2019 down to, like, attachment stuff and... That, that yeah, was pretty back then. I yeah, didn't even yeah. I didn't even look at those leaks when they came out because one I wasn't right. interested in, in MW twenty nineteen and two there was yeah, just so right. much. It was almost like it was almost like the other day when they released those like seven blog posts or the massive blog posts about um or they they tweeted like at least ten times about the same blog post just with all the information. It was so much information I didn't even read like twenty percent of it because I was just so overwhelmed and I was like, oh my god, there's so much here. I'm just. Ugh. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> that was my reaction. It, it's best to definitely space out some of those big topics like that instead of just saying, hey, here's seven topics, eat away. I mean, at the end of the day, it's sa same result. We still got the information, but it's definitely overwhelming for, for the average consumer or whatnot. Um, but no, I mean, MW2, I think there were definitely leaks. I don't disagree with that. But then because we had the COD Next event where we got to see things firsthand uh, in a lot of depth before the beta, that, that kind of turned things around a little bit in terms of the way the community has has received all the information and updates about, about the new Call of Duty. So it's definitely been a, a nice change of pace. But yeah, I, I think there's a, there's a lot of lot of innovation in this campaign. Um, I think now we want to jump into some spoilers real quickly. I, do, I definitely want to talk about some of the story elements. So fair warning, we're going to talk about some spoilers, Chad. If you don't want to listen to spoilers, please click off now and then come back to this later. Um, Hi. I, you're, you're like, yeah, see ya. Um, no, I, I definitely want to make sure we don't ruin it for anybody because I get it. You know, the game's not even out. So if, if the game was out, I'd say, okay, I think we're good to talk spoilers 24 hours later, even though that's already pushing it. This is early access a week before the game's even out. So there are people that haven't been able to play it, so I get it. Uh, but at the same time, too, it, it, you know, you said it yesterday. We were talking while, while we were filming some videos. Uh, when it comes to spoilers for anything these days, if you really don't want to see them, you know where not to look. And people still look anyway. People still get disappointed. So yeah. it's like, if, if we don't talk about them, somebody will. It stuff's out there. It's it's one of those, like, gray areas to work with. It's tough. Uh, Mark, uh, thank you for that super chat, buddy. said, I wish I could give you more, homie, but glad to see you keeping your hustle. Hey, man, really, dude, you just being here means the world, man. Thank you so much for that. Been a fan since day one. Always a blessing to see the growth. Keep it up. Hey, much love, Mark. Seriously, dude. We got, got to get some games in at some point soon. It's been so many years. Last time we played was probably Black... It might have been Black Ops 3. <laughs> it's been so many years, man. Appreciate you popping back up, man. Seriously. Really appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, no, in terms of spoilers, do you remember, do you remember the Forsaken ending? I, I took the video down. Because I put up the Forsaken ending pretty quickly when it got solved. And I got absolutely cooked. I mean, people were pissed because of the spoiler in the thumbnail. And I'm like... Who gets to decide when you can put up a spoiler, right? It's like, I get waiting a little bit, but for something like a zombies cutscene, it's like, if you don't do it now, somebody else will do it in a couple of minutes. It's not about views, it's just yeah. kind of the principle of what's the point of waiting, you know what I mean? But for the case of early access, it, you know, I, I don't want to be that guy to ruin it for somebody. It's really best to immerse yourself in this campaign and experience the story on your own. But we're talking about spoilers now. Hopefully everybody's good. Again, don't hate us for this. But the first thing I want to say is that 
I originally thought, before this game dropped, I originally thought that if somebody didn't die in the campaign, people would immediately jump to, oh, the game had no stakes, the game was weak, it was unrealistic, they're acting like superheroes, what is this Vanguard, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the game didn't need any deaths. The game didn't need any major deaths, in my opinion, to really hold a strong narrative. Because it didn't have any. It didn't have any major deaths. I'm like, oh, crap. That, that was like a, a curveball from Infinity Ward. I didn't expect that. I'm glad the game didn't do that because it, it feels like we just got together with Task Force 1 for 1 of this timeline. So to get rid of anybody, I think, would have been a disservice to the characters, at least the way I see it. I mean, do you think somebody had to die to make this game stronger for you? Or do you think it wouldn't have made a difference from your perspective? Uh, you, just, you just beat the campaign this morning, so now you get to really discuss kind of the, the beginning to the end. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm just thinking, like, I don't know if it would have made it better or worse, just because I feel like, I feel like a, a story where redemption and avenging is, is in it, is a story that, that's also really good. So, for example, if, like, one of 141 died and they're like, oh, it's for him, like, you know, we're gonna get, get this bastard for him, like, I think that's a, that's always a, it's cliche, but it's always a nice, it always gives for a nice, like, yeah. Uh, avenging story I yeah, like yeah, yeah yeah um, yeah i think the way it did it i think i'm just thinking i wonder if infinity ward are scared to kill anyone uh i really i'm I really think they wondering might be. i think they because might be. who knows how alex survived that explosion in the in the, in modern warfare one uh and it's just there's so many yeah I, i'm really i'm always i'm really wondering if they they are they they are they are fearing to kill someone and there, I think that, that Stranger Things suffers from the same thing. <laughs> they're really, they really don't want to kill them. Anyone from the main crew, they will yeah. in the final season. They will. I can promise you that one. They will. I can almost well, guarantee that. I, cool, I guess. Um, <laughs> well, you left off at what season uh, two or three? I think three or two. I don't really care anymore, but. <laughs> um, fair yeah i just think i just think if you kind of wait for like again it goes back to like that avenging story if you wait until at the very end to kind of say oh this person just died like i think it'll be a lot cooler if you if you were going to kill someone to have it yeah like simmer much. with people for a little bit um and kind of realize the the effects of what that person was actually doing and mm. and their absence and how it affects characters but um yeah no one died good Perka mentioned Laswell. I think if anybody had to die, I probably would have went with her, even though you kind of come to enjoy her character more in this game than you did in 2019. Um, I, we all thought she would be the corrupt one, that she had something to do with the whole plot twist, but she didn't, which which, which was interesting. So I don't think they're going to kill anybody in the post-launch season either. But you brought up Alex, who does not make an appearance at all in this campaign. And I'm not mad about that, but how you just said, do people really know that he survived? that explosion in 2019 because he comes back out of nowhere in season three of MW19. Yep. And yeah, there's an explanation given sort of at least, but the fact he isn't even referenced in this game has me yep. thinking, right? Do those post-launch cutscenes matter that much in terms of infinity war? I definitely think when Treyarch did their post-launch story for black ops, cold war, that story was so rich that it would actually be criminal if they don't reference what happened there in the next Black Ops game, which you know they're going to. It set up the next Black Ops game pretty well. But the way that MW19's post-launch story was pretty disoriented, it wasn't really as cohesive as the Cold War one. It was kind of everywhere and everywhere, and it didn't really have that much weight to it. 
to the point where they literally don't even mention anything about Verdansk or the nuke or Mr. Z or anything in this game, which which was crazy. That was crazy to me. So it feels like a self-contained story. It does feel like a sequel to MW19 still, but if you had skipped seasons one through six of, of MW's post-launch, you really didn't miss anything narrative-wise. Unless, you know, the introduction of Ghost and Soap, maybe. But even that, you don't really have to care about that because you know who they are already. So <laughs> it's funny. We talked about this yesterday on... Uh, I think it was towards the end of my first playthrough. The first thing is the Stranger Things problem, where you have to wait till the finale each season for them to ever, for everyone to get together. That, that that gets pretty formulaic and, and old very quickly. And in this game, you think you have to wait till the end for them to get together, but they get together towards like you know the last like couple missions, and you you get that 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 team like feel for a couple of missions in a row, which is great. You don't have to. It's not like oh, it's only one mission where they're together. No, you you get a couple missions where they're all together as one team, which is gold. And by the way, the way they did it with the whole Team Ghost, oh my god. And they put on the classic Ghost mask <laughs> from 2009. That that had me going crazy. Ghost takes off his mask. You don't get to see his face, but you can tell he took off his mask. He showed everybody Simon, which, who, that's who he really is, and they all put on the classic Ghost mask. That, that was gangster. That had you going crazy when they were all standing <laughs> together in that hallway. And yeah, you're like, that was pretty what, sick. A, what a shot, man. What a shot. Dude, it was so cinematic. It was, it was, it was golden. But... What we also talked about uh, at the end of my first playthrough yesterday was that you look at Vanguard's issue even. The first and last mission, they set up something so cool for a COD campaign that we've never seen before. Like that Avengers-like team feel. And then the whole rest of Vanguard, after the first mission and before the last mission, the whole rest of it's all flashbacks. To introduce us to characters that also don't matter anymore because that game's done. And it didn't go anywhere narrative-wise. So the opportunity there... That I think has arisen is seeing Task Force 141 here from MW bring out that team-like feel, that unique gameplay where everybody's working together. That's sick. And we got to see that in this game, which was really cool. I cannot complain about that at all. So I was very happy to see just, just the, the, the teamwork and, and the mechanics we got to experience that were different from older CODs. It was really cool seeing that. Um, I, very, saw, very cool. I saw a comment. Where is it? Someone said that if I had the task of killing characters, I'd probably have killed Price and Gaz in the story. That's um, rough. That's rough. I, I disagree with that. And the reason why is because they're kind of both on, like, their own little squad. Like, the missions you see Gaz, Gaz is always with Price in yeah. the missions. Yeah. So I think if you were to kill people, you would kill, and I, I really it really sucks to say this, you would kill Ghost and you would kill Price. And then have Gaz and Soap team up as the people without their mentors anymore. Um, fair to really, which I think that that thematically would would be pretty cool to see, kind of like the the people, kind of like I, I don't know the people that were operating underneath the the people that were I, I don't know how to put it. You know what I mean? No, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Like the top dogs, there's like you know the, the main guy and then the person that's kind of like following behind them. The main guy dies in both those in both those squads, yeah, so and then guys and so have to have to yeah. get together and team up. No, I, I get, I get um, what you mean. I, I just think we're at a point. Perka even brought up, you know, <laughs> bundles and characters, and I, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm like, well, usually, at least from what we've seen the past couple of years, they're not, they're not, they want the characters that are selectable to be characters that are canon and, and alive, right? You know, alive yep. in the canon, I should say. I know Cold War kind of broke that a little bit with how Lazar got added, but then Cold War is kind of an iffy one because there's there's choices. <laughs> And because there were choices in that campaign, you can say that arguably the canon could go one way or another. They haven't really solidified one over the other. They kind of did, but you can play around with that still. Whereas MW and Vanguard made it very clear what's canon and what's not. So 
Finale you, Terminator. Well, yeah. You, <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, I'm talking early on. You're talking, yeah, you're talking like season four or five when things got weird. But uh, when it comes to price and gas and whatnot, it's like, yeah, they can still make them playable if, if they die in the campaign and the multiplayer is supposed to be canon, furthers the narrative or Spec Ops or Warzone, then it, it, it'd be very weird to have people that are dead still playable. So I, I, like, I, don't, like, I don't think Philip Graves will be a character that you get to play as ever. And we'll talk about nah. his death in a second, but as cool as that would be, and they still might do it because they know it would probably sell, but I think narratively they're not going to want to do that. I, you know what? I almost get the vibe that the post-launch stories for MW and Vanguard were so disconnected from what the narrative team actually was focusing on for the campaign to the point where future campaigns will just keep ignoring those post-launch stories. But I think <laughs> Cold War is an exception, though they'll follow up on that one. I think MW2's upcoming post-launch story will actually bear weight to campaign DLC in the future or Modern Warfare 3 or whatnot. Uh, somebody mentioned they thought that Alex was Ghost. I mean, that was a really funny theory back in the day, but then Season 3 debunked that for 2019 because you see Ghost and Alex talking to each other in that cutscene. So I think the way they'll do it actually with Alex, he is alive, I think, in the canon. What they'll probably do yep. is make him like the focus of a season again, and they'll, they'll give him a really nice cinematic, a nice return. Hey, we got Farah for a cameo. And a nice, 24, and a nice 2400 cod point bundle. Hey, do you, do you, do you, I was going to ask you, do you think they'll go beyond 2400s? They'll go for like the 3000s? Because 3000s were in MW19. I think the Unicorn Bundle was 3000 COD points. Cold yeah. War obviously had the $40 ones, but those were like bundle bundles. Like a bundle in a bundle. <laughs> those those combined packs. The Clown versus the I'm, Paintball one. I'm curious one. to see the MTX this year because yeah, we have, yeah. we have vault, vault weapons or vault blueprints. I would say those ones would only be purchasable through like... $50 packs that have COD points in it as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you no, know, for sure, for sure. if we start if we start seeing 3,000 COD point bundles, I there, there better be, a, like, a Reactive, a Mastercraft, or, or something like that, and uh, an Ultra Skin, or, like, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's absolutely crazy. 3,000 COD points! You gotta be out of your mind, I forgot, man. I forgot, I forgot what was even in the MW19 one, the Unicorn Bundle. What, I forgot what was, was so special about it that it was it cost that much money. I forgot what I was I think it, it was just a whole bunch of tracer weapons. It was many, it was. many tracer weapons. I mean, yeah. MW didn't even do one. Like, they didn't do anything. Like, no reactive, no Mastercraft. Uh, so. It's funny how Black Ops 4 did, though. So Treyarch already, yeah. had that, already had that locked down. That was really, that's fascinating. But, so before I forget, I'm gonna go back to that Graves comment. I was saying, Philip Graves, I, I think you even said this when we were running through the game, Philip Graves w w was a, a fairly likable character. You knew he was an a-hole, but he was like he was likable when he was on your side. And then when he turned <laughs> on you, you're like, "Damn, that's rough, dude." Like, I think the betrayal scene was so powerful. Like the betrayal that we got was so powerful. I, I thought that 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 cut that cinematic was 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 so good. Although that cinematic was so good when when we actually get to really see Shadow Company turning on. Task Force 1 for 1, that was golden. And although they kind of follow similar beats to the original 2009 plot twist with Shepard and, 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 and Shadow Company, it was still a bit different. It was still a bit different in this game. How would you feel about, about the difference in plot twist, though? Like, Do you think it was too similar to the original plot twist? Or um, did, did it kind of follow the same beats but go in a different direction? I mean, that's kind of how I'm feeling about it. But what, what would you I say? Think, I think that the betrayal, like, everyone... Everyone was predicting that there was this was going to happen. Um, even yeah. in some of the trailers, you can see Soap killing or you know, holding a, a Shadow Company officer. Uh, so I think what they should have done is they should have really like leaned into 
yeah, this is what's going to happen. Make it super predictable that Shadow Company is going to screw you over. But then it's not them. And they were actually it's just like all coincidence. And it was something else like, yeah, that was yeah. that was portraying. I think that would have been a really cool take on it. But uh, they decided to go with this pretty much the same uh, thing again, which I, I guess is cool. Uh, it, it's still made for a pretty cool campaign. And it leaves a lot of open ends to see what's going to happen in the future. So I think, yeah, it's, uh, no, I, I think, I I think it was that. fine. I like that. I my issue was the way they killed Graves, though. I was hoping yeah, for. I agree with that. A, Hold on, a, I, have, I have a reference that you're really yeah, gonna like. It feels yeah. like it feels like the uh, what's his name? The freaking. It feels like the Deathstroke boss fight in Arkham Knight. That's exactly what it feels like. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you've, oh man, you just you just opened up a wound, man. I was gonna say it, it, it's <laughs> like that's the thing I've always said is like Arkham Knight is the best game ever made, but. <laughs> it for some reason ignores what was so perfect about city or origins or asylum which is the boss fights and the fact that origins had a like amazing death row boss fight but then they they they, they really cock tease you at night with death row again and then you just don't like nothing happens that bothered me so I, I get the comparison because with graves it's like you don't even see him he's in a tank you blow yeah, him up and it explodes and they just they forget he even existed they just they just move on so i guess it's kind of gangster the... that they just walk away what is this a Deathstroke one where you just kind of like it's a shoot him a little bit in a car? Well, yeah. It's a reskin of the Arkham Knight battle with the tank. So you take down his tank. But the difference with that is that the Arkham Knight tank battle, you destroy his tank, but then he jumps out and you actually do like a predator, kind of like a predator fight, not a combat one. But then with the Deathstroke one, you take his tank out and he just jumps out of the cockpit and you punch him one time and then he just, yeah. just falls. So that really so feels like, I, that I feels do, exactly like Graves' boss. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think what happened with Knight is they ran out of, they actually ran out of time with that. Like the game is very, That's what not, I was thinking, it was a MW2. very, yeah, it was a very rich and demanding game. That this was the only part of MW2 that I really felt like they might have ran out of time or something with the mocap they couldn't shoot anything with the actor and then they like had to rewrite how they killed him i something happened there because i refuse to believe that they always plan for just you to for you just to blow him up in in a tank what i will say though with the ghost team mission i mean you get a lot of warzone vibes in that mission you actually you get you could give you a satchel you could put armor on yep. so you get warzone 2 vibes there's chests around the area during that little graves boss fight with the tank and you have to go and loot c4s that's really cool so I love the little Warzone 2 element of that of that scene. But it is definitely underwhelming because you would think a death like Graves would warrant Ghost or Soap or someone to like walk up to him, like throw a knife at him or shoot him in the face or something. Or like get oh, like just a, like a, get just up a to bloody him. brawl, like something like that. A good fight, yeah. A good fight like that. So um, maybe people – it seems like people are saying in chat, I honestly think, think Graves have not been in the tank if you don't see a body. Remember, he's not dead until you see his body. I, I agree with that. That would, um, yeah, maybe they did really leak. Because if he comes they, back in the post-launch, I'll forgive that, that tank fight. Yeah, I'll forgive that. Not, not that it's a problem anyway. I'm not, I'm not angry or upset about it. I just thought that was, if I had to critique something about the story, I would say that. I, I would definitely say it's the boss fight. with, with Especially Ray. since how easy the boss fight is. It's three um, C4s, I think, right? It's only three C4s. Yeah, I mean, um, maybe it's because of the recruit. That's obviously probably why. But I, like, I was strafing back and forth, running up to the tank and throwing a C4 on him. Um, but it was so. strafing, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, yeah. I, I maybe they should have. Like, after the tank exploded, you should have pulled him out, pulled him out of the tank, and then you know because yeah, it was personal yeah. for uh, what's his name, Roth, Roth. Uh, I for, I don't know his name. Yeah, and I, yeah, I know you're talking about. Um, it was personal for him too because he took his base, it took his base over. So it would have been cool to see that kind of uh, 
that storyline finished with maybe him even getting the final blow on on no Grace yeah sure, sure they took over his mission but whatever For sure I, um, I, yeah we didn't, we didn't see Grace even get inside a tank yeah we never um, see yeah nobody nobody that yeah Rafaldo is that is that you say yeah Rafaldo yeah him I think it's Rafaldo yeah. Um, or Rodolfo, Rodolfo. Uh, you know, you guys know who I'm talking about. If you play, the yeah, game. yeah, yeah. Alejandro is Alejandro's best friend. You know what I'm talking about. Wouldn't you say though that the dialogue though throughout any scenes with Graves? I mean, I think the dialogue across the board for any mission, yeah, was brilliantly written. I thought it was the the, the like nothing felt cheap or cliche or cringe. Like everything felt like it, it was very strong writing. Like all the conversations, like everything sounded fantastic. So I'm I'm very happy with just with with the story altogether. You could say that yeah, it was a little too predictable with like the whole double crossing, but I feel like people wanted it to be that anyway. Like if, if, if we didn't yeah, get a plot, if it didn't happen, if it didn't exactly. ha- yeah, if it didn't happen, everyone's like, oh well, the, you know they're teasing us with this. With the, the, I think it would have actually been worse if they didn't do that. If they didn't go the direction they they went in, because the the other thing though, you know, Shepard. And I'll say this, Glenn Morshauer is a great actor. He was Overlord in the original MW2. He's been in a bunch of different games and movies. I'm a fan of, of, of his work. Did he pull off a good Shepard? I, I think he pulled off a good asshole, which which is kind of the part of being Shepard. <laughs> he definitely did. No mustache, though, and you don't really see him like a, as a model in the game. That was a bit strange. They really didn't want to tap into his character too much, though, in the campaign. Like, I, they think, go, they go um, I think... Next time we see him, he's gonna have a mustache. I think. <laughs> yeah, he kind of goes in hiding and comes back with a mustache. Sure, because that, that that that's a huge plot point that they left off in on a bit of a cliffhanger, which I guess makes sense because it's for the post launch the post launch season or campaign DLC or who know who knows what what that's gonna do. But I think the whole the whole betrayal in general was uh, it, it was well written. It wasn't a copy paste of the original. It might have been predictable, but it was it was definitely it was definitely strong storytelling uh, for the sake of this game. I know everybody's sipping for Valeria right now as well, which is which is really funny to see over on Twitter. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, she, if she if she becomes an operator, you know everybody's buying that bundle. Everybody. <laughs> so it's like I can already see the simping going on. But something that I just got reminded of, I saw Alejandro in this cutscene right now. Something you just told me earlier, while we were on a call earlier, is that it's so powerful. Alejandro not only is a good character in the game, but he's what brings everybody together. I think that's how you describe yeah. it, right? Is he? How, how would you say it? Like he he kind of he comes in. Uh, first with like Ghost and Soap, and then and then later with you know Price and Gaz. How how would you say they played yeah. that a little bit with this character? That was sick. Um, so basically, how I said like the campaign is kind of split up into into different teams. How you have yeah uh, Gaz and Price, and you have Soap and and Ghost um, primarily for the better half of the campaign. And then once you get to Prison Break, Alejandro is the one that connects them all together. And I think that just uh, thematically, uh, thematic wise, it's just it's really cool to see a new character kind of bridge that gap and, and kind of glue together one for one, which kind of solidifies him as a as a character going forward. I think um, hopefully Definitely. hopefully that's what they were going for because you gotta have oh yeah we have these two badasses on like all, all the way to different sides of the planet or different countries and and then they get uh, reunited by the new character. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, that, that payoff was huge. Like, like I said earlier, it wasn't something where they finally see each other for one mission and the game's over and it's like a, a big cock block. It's like, no, no, no. They really do set up the, uh, you know, the intertwining of these groups. They set it up pretty well, actually, and it all, it all means something. Like, the, the fact that you had to wait for that, I think I think meant a lot. And, and it was uh, it was definitely worth the wait. Definitely worth the wait. But uh, also, the post credit scene now, or, or shall I say, the ending of the game itself, the final cutscene. 
tell me that wasn't just a super gangster ending. Seeing Task Force One for One at a Chicago bar with Laswell, and then they tease somebody that apparently Price already knew about, and the team already knew about. Laswell didn't, and that's Makarov. Holy shit! Yeah, I, mean, I find it funny. I got the chills. I find it funny. <laughs> the achievement is called Time for a Pint or something. So, um, yeah, so, so, yeah, something like that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, Makarov, they're finally. Uh, introducing him to this universe i think it's pretty cool he's a yeah. i wonder what they're going to do differently with his character um hopefully yeah. he's just I, I hopefully they they change him up a little bit i think he was already super solid but i feel like makarov i mean they could always i, I makarov was a character that you kind of learned the most about in mw3 i think like a backstory if, if i'm wrong about that is my memory serving me well oh uh, yeah I, you, I do, you do learn you do learn quite a bit yeah you do learn quite a bit so I would I would like for them to kind of kind of play into the fact that maybe he was behind the scenes of some things that happened in MW 2019 and MW2. Sure. Um, yeah, I, would, sure I would really yeah. like to see Definitely. that. It's really cool because if they already knew who he is, like how do they know who he is? He must have done something to get on the radar before. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, very excited to see Macross's future. I'm yeah, also excited but... to see what he looks like if he's totally <laughs> different. Mark said he's loving the fact they show love to the Hispanics. Dude, I understand Spanish pretty yeah. fluently, so I was, like, laughing, like, to myself because Jerry doesn't understand some of the Spanish. But you you got – you you understand probably uh, a good chunk we of it. got subtitles. Yeah, subtitles, all right. I was, like – but without without subtitles, I was still understanding a lot of the jokes and a lot of the shit talking. <laughs> so it was hilarious and, and whatnot. But, you know, the fact that the team knew about Makarov, going back to that point, as me thinking, right, how many other operations and missions did this group go on? Because Ghost and Soap seem like buddy-buddy throughout most of the story, right? And I, yeah. I just posted on Twitter earlier something that you told me about. I didn't even hear it on my first playthrough. Uh, but I went back and got the footage today when, you know, Soap and Ghost talking crap to each other in the Alone mission. And Soap's take off that mask. And then Ghost is like, nah. And Soap says, oh, you ugly under there? And Ghost says, oh, what does he say? Quite the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quite the opposite. <laughs> Quite the opposite. I love that. That was a brilliant quote. But it has me thinking, like, these guys are buddy-buddy. They've been on missions before. So I would love to see maybe like a spinoff or a prequel or, or you know maybe just some flashback missions eventually when they make sense just of of this group you know going on missions from back in the day because clearly they have some history together how do they know about Makarov that's what I want to know but then the post credit scene dude oh, I know everybody was out there asking for David Mason it's a Black Ops tie in I'm happy this was a self contained story there is an opportunity still eventually to tie into Black Ops 2 if that's canon in this timeline with Menendez yep. and all that bullshit. But this post credits, he's on the plane. He's on an American plane. This guy builds a weapon from like scraps and shit that he had scattered around the his, around himself. Which is cool. The plane. That's, I really like that. That that's was cool to see. that how was well shot. <laughs> yeah, teaching people how to smuggle weapons. Yeah, let's not do that. Um, and then he texts no Russian. Like, dude. Obviously, you asked me this yesterday, and I want to answer this now. I, I, I know I told you yesterday, but you were asking me, could they pull off a mission like the original No Russian again? Yeah. Today. Because <laughs> I don't know. Go ahead. I, I was I was shocked when when I saw that post credit scene, and I'm like, ever everyone knows what what No Russian is. Everyone knows what precedes those words or what happens after those words are said. Um, so it's really quite ballsy move to. To even touch on that or go anywhere near that, it just really shows that maybe they just don't care. They're they're gonna show it again, and you know if they probably hope it becomes just as infamous as the the last one. I, I'd assume that's what their thought process is because I don't see why it would be <laughs> yeah. why you'd want to go anywhere near that. They, um, I think I think they had to just but it's cool though call really back cool, though. to it. I think they just I, to me I felt like they were just calling back to it. 
Unless they do have a, they put a scene out in the post-launch or campaign DLC or a sequel game where like they actually depict them mowing down people on an airplane or an airport or so. I, I, I wonder, but I know what people are probably gonna say if they're Treyarch fans. They're gonna say, "Wait, you're gonna do a no Russian follow-up or, or a, a spiritual successor to no Russian?" But then Ravenoff couldn't drop as an operator in Cold War. That's yeah. probably a discussion you end up seeing, even though I won't exactly. be that people saying that because nobody. That's nobody what I'm really, thinking. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like a bundle versus like a whole campaign mission. It's like it's, it's a big comparison. Uh, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's a comparison at all. I think one is completely harmless a bundle. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. I, I think I just I'm thinking I'm trying to think of like from a business standpoint. If they're saying, well, if you're paying money directly for a Russian Soviet <laughs> True. defector kind of versus a game a full game you paid for that just happens to have a mission that I I, I it, either way it's like it's a tough. Debate it's just anyway. it's sticky all around. Really. It's sticky all around. It. I mean, yeah, we're not even going to go into the politics of it. It's just it's that's a messy one. But I, I do wonder. I mean, I think considering Infinity War is known for their very grounded, uh, dark, gritty type of experiences and stories, it, it doesn't shock me in the slightest. If it wasn't for yeah. the Ravenoff thing, I'd say that Activision doesn't care. But I think there is there is a reason for them to care to an extent <laughs> about including because Russ is not really in this game like that. Like, there's there's kind of like a cameo from Russians, but the game primarily is not about Russians. Um, yeah, there's, I there's Russian PMCs and a few yeah, yeah. they mention them, but it's not like it's not like it's not Russia enemy this game, which I, right, I really right. felt like it, a last game it was. Oh, last uh, game for sure it was. I just thought I wonder if that was coincidental that they just didn't plan to have them as the enemy in this game, or did the real world conflict really change the? Well, it couldn't have because that, that's not that long ago, and th this game has been in development for years. So I just think it was coincidental they just didn't have Rush as a, as a, a core focus here. Doesn't yeah. that get old though? We'll have to say it. Like, like I don't want every COD to be, oh, we're going against the Russians or the Koreans, or the, I'm glad they're switching things up a little bit. Let, let's look at the cartels. Let's look at some other countries. Look at this. Look at that. And, and somebody, I, I don't know what you think about this, but people were saying that MW19 uh, featured too much propaganda. Too much American propaganda, whereas this game tones that back a little bit and shows you why America can also be the enemy in itself, why no one's really the good guy in war, so to speak. Did you kind of feel that as well with the the tone of some of the the the, militar the militaristic aspects? Um, I definitely felt that. I feel it a lot more in Black Ops games, like Cold War especially, how you're kind of just a pawn the entire time and you kind of realize that Adler is just kind of an asshole. Yeah, um, who just used you? Yeah. So that kind of that kind of shows you that you know it's not uh, all sunshine and rainbows for the, the yeah. quote unquote good guys. But um, yeah, there's definitely some things that come up like when you're talking to Hassan, and he, it's in the it's in the it's in the trailer where he says, or where Graves tells him, he's like, "You're a leader of a terrorist organization or a foreign terrorist organization." Yeah. And Hassan yeah. says, "I can say the same to you." in his eyes he is the he's the leader of a foreign terrorist organization so it's really sure. cool to yeah. uh, they kind of talk about that and it's, it's captivating to think about no definitely definitely i, I made a joke i, I think I, I think i texted you this one this morning uh you know how some disney plus shows have that issue where they don't reveal the villain to like the yeah, the episode before the finale. So remember when Hawkeye did it, where they're looking at a, a picture of somebody, and then Hawkeye's like, "That's Kingpin," and then fade to black. That's what I felt like with Macro, but it actually made more sense here. <laughs> Whereas the Kingpin thing was like, "Oh, that would've been great to have him as like a villain for more than one episode, right?" So it's like I got, I got huge vibes of like that specific episode and scene when we uh, when we got the Macro um, reveal here, but in a better in a much better way. 
they're, they're like, wait, who's that? And they're like, oh, it's so and so. And then fade to black, game over. Like that, that. That's that's. It could be done in a very strong way, and it could be done in ways where it feels kind of like a cop out or kind of cheap or well, rushed. I think, or, I think that's fine because in Hawkeye, he was being referenced the entire season. Fair, like, oh, fair. Don't don't disrupt the boss. Don't disrupt the boss. I, they, I don't think they mentioned once or even alluded to the fact that Makarov was involved. So. Um, I think there there might have been a couple references to like some other guy or I forgot how that how it was worded, but that there was another enemy out there or there was somebody in charge they didn't know about. I think something was mentioned, and I because mean, I, I remember hearing something, and I'm like, oh, is it Makarov? I remember asking myself that. I mean, it was early on in the game, though. It wasn't towards the end. It was early on in the game, mm. but again, it was so minor. You probably anyone could have missed it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like anything they wanted to call back to about the original MW2, they found a way to creatively do it in this game. That, that's what I'm a big fan of. They found a creative way to do all of it. To reference the classic Ghost Mask, you know, Simon Riley, you know, which is his name, Makarov, no Russian, this, that. There's, there's a lot of callbacks. I think that, that was it was really well done. Um, now I'm waiting for that cinematic cutscene to come out where Shepard's just like, no loose ends, and he wants to go after fucking <laughs> Task Force 141. Because that's the thing, right? W with them leaving Shepard off on a cliffhanger, him just disappearing, going off the grid, you think he's just gonna come back in like a shocking post-launch cutscene? Like, there's a scene, and then he just comes out and just shoots somebody, and then you're like, "Holy crap!" Like, I don't think they'll do something that big in a post-launch story. They might, but I, I really wonder how big they'll go with it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if that's being saved for future plot lines or future games, but or I, I, yeah, I meant future games, not fu not just future plot lines in general. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, he seems like a big character, but it seems kind of. It seems like their focus, their main focus for a next game would be Makarov. So maybe they're kind of like, yeah, maybe we'll touch on Shepard at the post-launch because he's not the he's not the biggest fish anymore. Um, because the, that that final cutscene where you look at the picture of him or you the Task Force One Four One sees a picture of him, the cutscene is called. It's like there's always a bigger fish or the, a bigger Some, fish or something yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he he is not the top priority anymore. So that makes me think they may actually do touch on him because he's not as uh, important. Uh, as he was, but um, for sure, yeah, Makarov time. That's very, yeah, very, very exciting stuff. Someone asked if Makarov's new leader of Perseus. If they tie that in, that that would be fascinating. I think the next Black Ops game will probably answer some questions about that. We'll have to wait and see. Has anyone seen the amount of destruction, the amount of objects in the environment that get affected by gameplay? I really, I really felt the world was alive with each mission. That's another thing too. I mean, I, I was saying this earlier. There's almost unlimited material to work with. For this campaign, there's so much to work with, to make videos on, to stream, to experiment with, myth busting. This campaign has a lot. There's a lot in this campaign, so I, I would certainly say that uh, there's a lot of things to play around with, which I'm excited about. I'm gonna kind of dip my toes into that a little bit more as time goes on because there's some great stuff here. But yeah, that's kind of a little spoilery type of discussion for the story. Obviously, when you know when we think of more things, we'll, we'll discuss them, but. Um, I definitely want to get into the new promotions real quickly, which I find really interesting. So first off, you actually get something for beating the Modern Warfare 2 campaign, for those that didn't know. Which is cool. I like that. And they're operators, too. That's nice. Yeah, that that I like. So true story, right? I have my video scheduled. I'm, pa I'm packing my bag. getting ready to go to the airport. This is the day before <laughs> my birthday, right? As I'm, like, getting ready to zip my luggage Graves up. Graves is actually dead. Ooh. Also thoughts oh my God, on Jack. Infinity Ward doing a take on 9-11 next year for the beginning of the campaign <laughs> DLC? I can already I, see people complaining next year. I, okay, yeah, that, I, 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 let me carefully answer this. I don't think they'll go that far. 
for obvious reasons. I think they'll do something pretty big with I that. I couldn't hear what hijacking. he said. So I, I don't know. Yeah, it, yeah, it was a, it was a streamlabs dono. He was asking about uh, if they'll do like a nine eleven type of thing with Makarov. Will they go that far? I don't think they'll do that. And the reason I laugh is because I could already see like an absolute meltdown trending worldwide yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> articles, fucking <laughs> like. People are like, Microsoft, please fix Activision. They're so insensitive. Like, I could already see all these, like, I I highly doubt they'll go that route. But thank you for the for the, uh, for the donation there, Jack. Really appreciate that. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I think that sets something up, but I, I, I really almost don't know what direction they'll go with that. Like, they hijack the plane, take it. I don't think they're going to crash it. I think they're going to take it. And do, I don't know what they're going to do. But uh, definitely, definitely a, a, a huge rabbit hole. <laughs> they can go down with that one for sure. But as I'm packing, right, I'm about to zip my luggage up. All of a sudden, boom, breaking. All these rewards revealed for beating campaign during early access. And I think you might even get the rewards for even beating it regularly, I think. That might even be the case. Yeah, it's just beating the campaign. Just beating it in general, I guess. But you could just get a head start and unlocking all this stuff. You can then use that launch. Um, I'll put it on screen for those watching this on YouTube. So... Quite a few rewards here. I, I, I would definitely say it, it, it's awesome to see them giving you something for beating it. In most Call of Duty campaigns, you don't get anything for beating it. And that's fine. It's just a story. What do you get? You can maybe get some achievements. You get some knowledge of the narrative. Sure. But this time you're getting multiple operators. Hutch, Troy, Reyes, Nova. This weapon blueprint, the Union Guard. I think it's the M4 right there. You get an emblem, a, a double XP token. You get a calling card. That's a lot. But then there was a blog post posted about these rewards. And there was more rewards in there that aren't featured on mm -hmm. the graphic that I missed when I first made this video. And I'm like, holy crap. So I made a follow-up video shortly after that talking about these updates. There's other XP bonuses in there. Other little, like, stickers, charms, or whatever. There's a lot of material. I think it's up to, I think it's 18. It might be 18 total rewards you'll get for, for beating 18, campaign. Yep. That's a lot. I mean, hey. That, that that's something. I mean, I've I've been saying this is I think advanced warfare because advanced warfare. I believe I'm not mistaken, gave you supply jobs for playing campaign. I don't know if it was timed or if there was like challenges. I forgot how it worked, but advanced warfare gave you supply jobs for playing. So that was one of the years where I was like, hey, let's start seeing more reasons to play campaign. I'm always gonna play them anyway, but let's give more of an incentive to do so so that. People out there don't come out and say, hey, I haven't played a campaign in 10 years, or hey, I haven't played the last MW, or hey, MW19 apparently gave out a couple of cosmetics. I think there was a couple of operator skins, possibly some XP tokens, but nothing ma nothing major. This game's giving you a lot. There's a lot to unlock and work with this time around, which is really cool to see. On top of the beta rewards, on top of the redemption codes you can get, yep. Um, yep. there's a lot of free shit you can actually get. Which a is lot, cool. yeah. The more the merrier. I mean, content is content. I mean, I don't know if you saw this, but... People were telling me in my video comments, I think I was somewhere on Twitter, oh, people were complaining, apparently, about the rewards. I'm like, what is there to complain about? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Do people want, like, tracer blueprints or, like, ultra-reactive skins? And then, then if they got that, they would say, oh, it's unrealistic. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> but for a campaign reward? I, I, I mean, the fact we're getting anything is already shocking. I, I really don't see how anybody expected more than that. I think True. that's already generous that we're getting something. I, I don't know how much more they can give. Uh, but then that's where the crazier rewards come in. You can actually get free COD points. I know it's a meme. It's been a meme for years. You can actually get free COD points, uh, with some of these, with some of these promotions going on. So the first one's with Mountain Dew. So Mountain Dew 
I think it's 12 packs, game fuel cans, regular bottles, and 24 packs. They'll give you different rewards. Ranging from an operator skin with a helmet that says do the do. That's awesome. XP tokens. And actual COD points. Wild, bro. You can get up... I think it's a max of 1,100 COD points. If you're like, oh, that's not that much, whatever. It's enough for a battle pass? A small bundle? I think 2,400 probably would have made more sense. Just so if you want to save that for like a full $20 bundle, you can. But then again... You know, it's free, so can't really complain about it. Well, it's not really free. You have to buy the product, right? So unless somebody gives you free Mountain Dew with codes, free. then you're still paying money. Because I know somebody commented, why would I buy multiple 24-packs of Mountain Dew? That's going to cost more than $10, which is the equivalent <laughs> of 1100 So if you do some True. quick math. But I'm like, no, but then my response here, I guess this is a, this is a show response, uh, hashtag ad. <laughs> if you already buy the product anyway, if you already buy Mountain Dew full-time, you drink it weekly, then True. there's not really a fucking difference. You're still going to buy the soda. Because if you're not see if you're buying it but you're not drinking it, it's a waste of money. But if you're drinking it, you're you're getting bang for your buck, right? Quenching your thirst, which actually drink water that quenches your thirst. Um, <laughs> that's not gonna quench your thirst, but uh, no, I mean it, it, it's really cool to see that. That's a promotion. That that's a cool promotion. Um, it's one of the best Mountain Dew promotions we've had. My I think my second favorite because this one gives you COD points, so you got to give it to them. But my second favorite is the Advanced Warfare one. That was actually you know what, dude, the Cold War one was good too. That, that Adler skin was amazing. That Mountain Dew Adler skin's gangster. But the yeah. Advanced Warfare, you, the Advanced Warfare one was actually kind of criminal because you had to buy a full copy of the game from Walmart to get, I think it was uh, the the green exosuit or something like that. And then you, had, then you had to buy 12 packs of Mountain Dew and some other stuff to get like the full exosuit, like the boots, the gloves, the helmet. That was sick. I actually collected that. Like, don't ask why I did that. It was 14. I, I don't know how much that cost. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> I went out of my way to get that one. That was so cool. I'm a big Mountain Dew fan, so that's kind of why. But this one's sick. Or this one looks sick, I should say. So, yeah, lots of rewards. I think there's also a cap on the XP you can get. So it's dual XP tokens, which means it covers le uh, weapon leveling and, and player leveling. But there's a cap at, I think, 40 hours total. That's still a lot of hours, dude. 40 hours of XP is a lot. So that's going to be huge. I mean... You said it's not available in Canada, right? I didn't even see this when I first made I the video. That's I don't, ridiculous. I don't know for sure, but usually, I think the Mountain Dew ones are. Okay. Maybe not. I think just the double XP Mountain Dew ones are, but I haven't seen anything about the Little Caesars one. So. Yeah, the Little the Little Caesars one is actually is a is an interesting one to me. So it just started a couple days ago. So it, when you go on the Little Caesars app or you go into an actual Little Caesars spot. At, you have to get the Call of Duty combo because the box itself, I don't have it next to me. It's downstairs, but the Little Caesars box itself has Modern Warfare 2 like, marketing on it, a little uh, QR code. The QR code will take you to the site where you can uh, look at the rewards. So you basically go to the site, whether it's the Mountain Dew one or the Little Caesars one, because it's interconnected, by the way. Mountain Dew and Little Caesars are connected. Uh, you, you make an account on this page, and then when you make the account, it asks you to link your Activision. Once you link your Activision, here's how it works. The Mountain Dew ones are easy. You just get the codes on the bottles or in the 12-pack boxes or whatever. Those are easy to find. The Little Caesars one is different, though. You can't just grab a pizza box from the trash outside down the street in the alley and then redeem the code. You have to actually scan your receipt and then upload it on a site. I did it this morning, and it says <laughs> it's going to take, I think, four days or more to process. So the Mountain Dew stuff's instant. The Little Caesars stuff is not. So Little Caesars, I think, will give you a couple different cosmetics. And there's XP tokens, for sure. There's, like, a little charm. There's a calling card. There's some cool stuff coming out, man. There's a lot of promotions this year, if you think about it. Not only are there multiple mm -hmm. editions of the game, 
across different retailers, which also gets a little overwhelming because you have your Vault Edition, your Crossing Edition, you have your Walmart Edition featuring Green Control Freaks, you have your GameStop Edition featuring a Steelbook and a poster. So much to choose from. Then you have these promotions going on. No Doritos this time, right? Didn't Doritos partner with a different game? They're not doing COD mm -hmm. this year. They're doing something else. <laughs> pizza, I don't know. Pizza. Um, oh, one in the chat if you guys love Little Caesars because I've heard people say that it's the worst and I'm like, in Chicago, it's the best. Little Caesars have been the, has been the best pizza for five bucks since I was like three. <laughs> as long as I can remember. I think um, Little Caesars is all... I think Little Caesars is fine. I think it's good. Yeah. I'm, try, I'm, I'm not trying to gain like 100 pounds though eating Little Caesars weekly so I'll probably buy like... I'll probably like... Like, I just got one yesterday. The next time I'll actually eat it will probably be in a couple of weeks, but I'll, I'll buy a couple and just give, give them away, like, drop them off at Doritos is doing Xbox Game Pass. Oh, yeah. I did see something. I saw something. Like, That's I, weird. I saw, yeah, I saw they were doing something. I was like, okay. Mountain Dew is sticking around, which is nice. Uh, but, yeah, Little Caesars is – or, I'm sorry, Doritos is, is changing up a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, these are some cool promotions, man. I'm definitely a fan of stuff like this. You know, might as well get some bonus cosmetics, technically free. Uh, if you already buy the products anyway, but if you're one of those people that like used to go to the stores and steal codes, I might have done that a couple times on Tony Butter. Because, you know, the Dorito ones were silly because they were just on the back of the bag. What they should have done is put it inside the bag, right? Because then you're not going to open up the bag, right? Unless you're that guy, but they would be on the bag itself. So what I would do, I mean, God, I was like, this is probably Call of Duty Ghost till 2013. God, I was freaking 13 years old. I, I would actually walk into a store. I felt so bad, man. I'm not, not looking back. I feel so bad. I walk into a store. I would take like eight pictures of like eight different Dorito bags. Go home, redeem it all. I mean, I feel bad. Somebody, somebody might have bought this or bought those thinking they got a code. They redeemed it. They already used. I'm, I feel so bad. God, why did why we do, do that? I know. I feel so bad. No, why are you saying we? I never did that shit. Oh, Vajardi, what are you talking about? was running that shit out during Black Ops 3 probably, taking all those Dorito bags. No, like, I was not. No, Vajardi, you were the honest guy. You, to, you purchased them. Yeah, you, I know. I feel so bad. Oh, why did I do that? I mean, everyone everyone was a fucking... Everyone was crazy when they were a kid, right? But MW 2019 uh, Pizza Roll Thieves, I was. I took pictures of all of them. Oh, I they were, no shit. Were they, were, they, <laughs> were they all on the box as well? On the pizza rolls, I don't. I, I've never gotten one of those. I, I'm assuming they were all on the, uh, they were all like on the back of the box. See, that's. I like the way Mountain Dew does it. Like you have to screw open the cap, which technically you could do and screw it back. But if you grab a soda and it's open already, you're not taking it unless you're, you know, it's kind of unsanitary. But uh, I, I little see the reason I bring this up is because Little Caesars, like I said, you have to scan the receipt. It may be a little bit more complicated to actually get your code up on the site, but it's safe. In comparison to other promotions they've done years ago, um, I, I know. The last thing I'll say: this is, this, I'm, I'm over here incriminating myself. The one thing I did that I only did one time, and I feel so bad about it. It was also, I think, COD Ghost or Advanced Warfare. There was a, it was, I think, a code that you could find inside of the six pack of Monster. Like you know, you know, like the six pack of Monster. It's like a, it's cardboard. Like you have to like rip it open and actually grab the cans. So if you rip open the cardboard box on the inside of the cardboard, would be a code. You had to rip, you had to rip it all open though. One time I was at a store, I, I opened the actual whole fucking thing of Monster to get the code, and I, I had tape on me, and I taped it back. Like, <laughs> Why are you telling people this? <laughs> it's such a bad story. Like I feel so bad. I was I was doing this as a kid, like literally incriminating myself here. I I, I didn't I I've never stolen anything in my life. I mean I guess it, unless you consider fucking codes as as uh, 
as stealing there because somebody probably bought that thing and they got it. <laughs> but how many people buy those buy those products? Don't even care about the code on them. I've bought a million. I've bought a million things before that I have like promotions. That I don't even use them. I swear to God. So I mean, I'm sure people out there might have gotten these, bought those things, and then didn't even didn't care for the promotion. But dude, I feel so bad that I did that. But I'm, I'm always honest with you guys, so you know what's up. Uh, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Holy shit, man. <laughs> I, I'm like I'm starting to think back. What was so important that I had to, so that I had to do that? Like, what 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 skin was it that was that was so you're cool? You're freaking goblin. That's why yeah, you're straight, goblin. Straight goblin, dude. Um, but also a little Caesar's doing sweepstakes for a bunch of crazy things. You see the PS5? And obviously, we don't recommend doing that. Do we, not we do, do that. We do not condone this. I am 24 years old now. I, am, I, don't, I, am I don't 10 condone year, it. I am, I am 10 years older than I once was when I was doing that kind of shit. So <laughs> please, please don't do that. Please don't do that. Jack links on the outside on a sticker still. Don't recommend stealing the codes though. Do not, yeah, do not recommend any of that. As a kid, maybe you could forgive it. If you're a grown adult doing that, there's there's a problem. Yeah, there's a problem. You know what I'm saying? I was a silly kid back then, man. Like everyone's a mischievous kid, uh, or some people. Little Caesars though, they have a sweepstake for some other stuff. There's a mini fridge. There's a PS5 with MW2 artwork on it. I mean, they're giving away some a Dual Sense. There's crazy stuff here. It's a sick sweepstakes, man. Like, holy crap. I hope you guys enter that if you guys get a chance. Uh, all you gotta do is make an account and just hit enter. I think you don't have to even do anything. You don't have to buy anything to enter sweepstakes, I don't think. Um, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, there, uh, there's a lot going on here with these promotions. There's so much material here. Uh, imagine, all, imagine all the rare items. Like, by the end of the year, how many rare items there'll be from these promotions alone. Uh, someone said, I totally recommend it. The economy is going down. F it. Yeah, I do not, I do not recommend that. <laughs> Uh, but he says it's fold and go all in, dude. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Yeah, that that is absolutely hilarious, dude. That is absolutely hilarious. There's just yeah, there's so much, there's so much going on with COD. Yeah, I, I was you know I'll, I'll clarify this one more time. I was not a bad kid. I never st I, I, I never stole people's money. I never you know when it came to those people. Call of Duty codes though, he became a different man. Be yeah, because COD is life, dude. We just for some reason we just needed those codes, man. Like, but here's the thing: you know what makes up for it? You know what makes up for it? Here's what makes up for it: Advanced Warfare, which was after Ghost. I I, I, I don't know why I spent so much money on all the like the promotions to get that exo suit. You had to buy another copy of the game from Walmart to get a piece of the exo suit, and I did that. Like, so at least I kind of made up. I gave the money back, so to speak, in a different way. So I'll, I'll yeah. give myself a pass for that one, right? <laughs> I guess, yeah. Holy shit. We always give back, man. Truth always comes out. You got to give back. Jesus Christ. Uh, you see that music video that dropped, by the way? I'm not going to play. It's probably copyrighted. There's a music video that dropped yesterday. Yeah, I saw it. It's that song from uh, from the campaign, which is hilarious. They, they play it at certain parts. Fajardi is a grown adult running into Walmart, stealing all the Mountain Dew codes. Yeah, the guy's in a, he's going to run in there, dude. Unscrew all the bottle caps. Um, I feel Fajardi's <sighs> soul left his body for a moment, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think I was talking to, with somebody about this at Cod Next. They they thought it was hilarious. Like the the fucking the codes the code stealing back in the day was ridiculous. Um, listen, when a free skin is involved, listen, man, it had to happen. Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> cops coming. Yeah, cause I don't know. Well, now well now all that stuff's a joke. Cause now you can steal a thousand dollars worth of shit in Illinois, and they, they don't they don't prosecute, which is ridiculous. But um, yeah, there, there's that. But here's here's the big one now, right? So although I had videos scheduled when I was away, obviously we had, you know, the laptop for emergencies. The emergency, however, ended up becoming something pretty massive. We still got, we still went ahead and got the video done, which, which was wild. The fact that we got that accomplished was sick. They dropped the mother of all blog posts. 
And didn't you just say earlier you couldn't even read this whole thing? It was so yeah. in depth. There's so much info in it. I was like, J- dead. James Matone, next time, please make like separate blogs for each thing. I'm just kidding. James Matone is a legend. Uh, he does a great job with, the, with these <laughs> articles. But he put so much into this. He must have been writing this for, for weeks. I mean, this is uh, Did he do it? You can see who writes it. Yeah, it's right here. Oh, James October, October 18th, James Matone, yeah. James Matone uh, W, I guess. James Matone W. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's so much in this blog about launch. And a lot of this, you guys already know. I mean, it's about week zero, early access campaign. It talks about the campaign itself. It talks about the rewards you can unlock as the list of everything here. But then when it goes into launch and multiplayer, things get really spicy here. I mean, we go as far as season one and season one reloaded. I was blown away when, when reading this because at first I was like, dude, I'm like, Fajardi, what do I focus on? Like, I, I didn't have that much time. I didn't want to be in the hotel room all day while I was at the, while at the hotel. So I was like, all right. What's yep. gonna make a video on as quick as I could, and everybody was focused on the leveling and all the the juicy progression type of information. But there's a lot here about spec ops. So I made a video about spec ops and like and like raids and whatnot, and that, that did very well. I made a video the next day, or, or I think it was right when I got home about the leveling shit. But dude, let's start with uh, the spec ops uh, overview here. So here's here's the big thing, as we'll be seeing in multiplayer and spec ops and even Warzone too. Three major regions. We have Almazra, Las Almas, which people are saying is going to be the next Warzone 2 map as well in Central America. That'd be cool. And then the rest of the world, everywhere else that you get to go to, right? Those are the three, like, major regions and points to be going to. Spec Ops now. Replayable co-op with raids coming in Season 1. What that, so what raids that, is included in Spec Ops. So, yeah, what that means, though, is that raids won't be free. Everyone's like, oh, dude, what's going on? What's going on? DMZ is free to play. Inside of the Warzone 2 app, raids, spec ops, that's part of the paid Modern Warfare 2 experience. Hopefully that makes sense. Yep. What's also confusing, though, I'm going to clarify one more time, is everyone's like, oh, what's going on with the applications? They're so seamless. They're so intertwined perfectly to where you click a button and you're and you're, you're at that, that other mode. You can switch from MP to Warzone, from Warzone to Campaign, like this. But Warzone 2 is a separate download. It's just when you download it, it's like in the same application, so to speak. That's how seamless it is, but it's still separate if it makes sense. And the reason I bring that up is because future updates to one or the other won't break each other, like we saw with MW19. But evolution of Spec Ops from MW19, it will initially feature three missions at launch taking place in Almazra. We have low profile, infiltrate a town in the dead of night to uncover intel evidence left behind by Alcatala for exfiltrating. Stealth is key to survival. We have the second mission, Denied Area. Multiple SAM turrets preventing reinforcements from entering Almazra. With the help of a vehicle, navigate through the winding streets of, of a suburb to destroy them. Then speed over to the Exfil plane to escape. The final mission, Defender. A love letter to fans of survival. Defend the observatory from increasingly difficult waves of enemies attempting to detonate bombs. Between each wave, operators can spend cash to get items such as streaks, self-revive kits, and armor plates. That's, that's cool. That third mission is going to be um, Survival on Dome. That's pretty cool. That is really cool. That is observatory is where Dome yep. is and yep. Alizra. Yep. So I'm, I'm actually pretty excited for that. That seems pretty good. And two that, players max, is that what it is? It's two players two, max? That's, that's what it is now. I don't know if they're going to do this post-launch thing where future missions are 4P. Because think of MW19 Spec Ops, there's a mix of both. There's some that are 4P only and 2P only. Um, so yeah. I, wonder how, I wonder how that's going to work. It'll probably be similar to the matchmaking of the original Spec Ops though from 2019 where you have to have those other people in your lobby before you can start the match. You can't just queue in solo, if that makes sense. Maybe they'll change it yeah. this time around, but who knows. Got images of the Spec Ops missions here. Really cool stuff. They go in detail about the the equipment, the three kits, 
that are similar to sets of perks, field upgrades, and kill streaks. There's assault, medic, and recon. So I'm not going to go into all the details about that. I go into it raids. in the video. Raids is 3P, is it not? I didn't they say that? Raids, that I think is leaked, not confirmed. I could be wrong, okay. chat. Somebody correct us if I'm wrong about that. I believe it was leaked that it's 3P only. Um, But all it says about raids is that it's coming during Season 1, but not the beginning of Season 1, which is November 16th. It's coming during Season 1 Reloaded, which is December 14th. So we have dates for everything. Let me let me pull up the. Uh, there we go. Pull up season one information here. We have a lot of information which I did not expect to know. But here's the good thing, right? They have all this planned out because they know, and we should all know. Devs go on vacation for Christmas, and they're not back to after the new year. So if they're gonna if they have all this coming out and it's all stable, it's polished, it's balanced, they're leaving us with all of that, so that while they go for a couple of weeks, we're busy, we're fine, we're eating well. We're with family, we're you know we're hanging out for the holidays. Then they'll come back towards the end of season one already, and season two will probably be marketed right around the corner after they come back. So, yep, that's huge. What would you what would you say about that schedule so far? Compared <sighs> to like last year, like Wars of Pacific and how broken and shit that was. Yeah, I think they know they can't leave the game in a terrible state like last year because. I think everyone kind of just forgot and moved on, but it was bad. Like every every COD, every mode was broken. Uh, MW MP was unplayable. Vanguard was just was just broken. A plethora of issues in Warzone. Um, probably a broken meta there somewhere as well. <laughs> oh yeah, oh sure, sure. Cold War was experiencing teleportation issues when you paused your game, and it, it was just weird. It was a really weird time, and I, and I feel like they're, they don't want to repeat that because they know that definitely hurts a lot of people's uh, outlook on the game, especially so recently after launch and even season one. Um, so they got to, they just got to make sure that it's, uh, it's in a solid state before they go leave, then come back, finish out season one strong, market season two, and then goes on from there. Yeah, I, th I think that's... Uh... That, that's a much better strategy that I hope sets the tone for how future CODs will work come launch and then season one and then season one reloaded then the holidays. That's exciting. I mean, going back to like a point that Perka made not too long ago, he's like, well, the way the next Black Ops game could do it is you have the game come out. Season one drops three weeks later with the Black Ops Warzone 2 map. Maybe free-to-play outbreak inside of the Warzone 2 app, which is the equivalent of like what DMZ is going to be like, which is coming out with Warzone 2. And then less than a month after that, season one reloaded, another big update. Then holidays, then they come back for like beginning of season two kind of thing. Crazy. That's absolutely, that's actually fantastic that we have that schedule lined up already. But more about season one here, which is crazy. So, Ash Raliento even wrote, it includes a fan favorite returning map along with new special ops missions. Missions as in plural. Ooh. That's, so that's something. So Spec Ops is getting support at least for season one. It's unclear if we'll get more beyond that. And I said this too, and like when I talked about raids recently, don't you think raids is big enough as a mode that it should get its own time in the spotlight? To drop that the same day as Warzone 2 and DMZ would be criminal. Yeah, that, that makes no sense. Those are gonna be on the scale of a Destiny-like raid, a zombies Easter egg hunt. They deserve their own time to shine, and I think I'm a reloaded update is a see, perfect time for that. I'm yeah. curious to see the rewards that are gonna be connected with that, if there is any. Um, if there's gonna be some some really good. Uh, cosmetics we can get from that whether it be 
like uh, a cool yeah. operator skin, like uh, skins that actually look cool. None of this, like we see the free Twitch drops, we see the the free campaign rewards. Mm-hmm. These, are, those are all just kind of blueprints that just have like sand and or it's just like it's just like sand colored blueprints. Nothing really cool. But I think it would be really cool to have a a cosmetic reward based around that raid. Um, yeah, yeah. Whether it be the, no, the location of it, or I don't know if it's going to be a full new location, uh, different outside of Almazra or whatever it is, but. It'd be cool to see, I don't know, like say if you're in a if you're in a city one time and then like the blueprint has like city lights on it or you know something like, obviously something like that, just something cooler that's not just a bland color um, for a free reward. And obviously operator skins, uh, those are hit or miss when it comes to the color, I suppose. Right. Um, because right, right. you can have you can have one with like red accents, but doesn't really look that cool. I mean, I probably think it'll look cool, but people would probably be people would probably be mad with that. Uh, you, you know how people are. I almost crazy. feel bad for the cosmetic team that works at, that works behind the scenes because they have to plan out a bunch of cosmetics for all the seasons, for the bundles, for then free rewards along the way. And then on top of that, coming up with something unique and worthwhile for something like you said, like raids or like DMZ or like that apparent marketplace is going to be in DMZ where you can trade skins. <laughs> there's a lot they have to plan there. So if there's anything reused from older games, you can't possibly be mad about that. There is so much they have to balance and, and throw around the different modes that I, I couldn't possibly be mad about them possibly reusing certain things or switching color palettes. I mean, there's a lot there. Um, but to do a hard-ass raid and to get, like you said, like a desert-like camo, that's just no. You got <laughs> Universal I, camos would be cool if you, it was I, like... I think that's the answer to everything now is just do universal camos. I mean, Warzone 1 introduced them already. I think if you just expand the on that... Cycle, yeah. Or, yeah, the Ranger's Life Cycle, that, that to me is the answer to most problems of, oh, what do you give that's worthwhile? A universal fucking camo that isn't set to one weapon or one or one blueprint, just something you can use everywhere uh, in, all, in all the modes. That the makes weapons. it worthwhile because... It does. Who's going to complain about that? Right, because <laughs> then you can put even, on any single weapon. Even if it's bland, I mean, look at the season four Vanguard one. It was the Mercenaries of Fortune gold one. I don't That's have, cool. I don't have gold in Vanguard, so that was my replacement for that. It's literally gold yep. with like some extra pattern on it. Like to, to have camels like that, if you make if you make any of those rewards or any of those camels similar to like the mastery camels in any way, that's like a replacement for that mastery camel for those that they're not going to go and do it. Also, a season one, it's confirmed. New battle pass system. They haven't gone into that yet. They said another blog post is coming to mention that. That, if you look at the leak for that from Ghost of Hope and other people, it's going to be like the, the Fortnite star system. That's the rumor right I, now. I love that. I actually really love that because I feel yeah. like something that Fortnite really did well. And I was just, I just hopped on the other day for the first time uh, in, in the new season to play with one of my friends. Yeah. Um, the star system is just, it's just cool. Like, it's just, a, it's a lot better than just seeing, like, oh, I can't really choose what I want to get, even though you're probably going to get it anyway. But it's just having that choice, and it, it makes it feel like you unlock things faster. It really does. Now, remind um, me, do you, you only get stars from doing challenges, or do you get them from also just regular playtime? I forget. So you get the way you get stars to purchase things in the Battle Pass is that every one level is five stars, flat okay. out. Okay, okay. And you do and you do challenges in the Battle Pass to get stars, or to, you do challenges in the Battle Pass to get XP to level up to mm. get those five stars per level. Okay. So, like, I uh, I hopped on the other day, and I got 35 stars. I think I hit, I don't know, I'm 10 plus levels or something. Um, does that math make sense? I don't know. I got I got 35 it's, stars. It's yeah, ballpark. I mean, it's it's. That's, um, I got 35 stars, and I like you know I'm gonna maybe I'm gonna choose the COD points before I choose a calling card. Or and talking in the context of Call of Duty, mm-hmm. um, like I chose I chose V Bucks before I got this, an emblem I'm not gonna use. 
Right, um, right, right. Even though you're like, it's kind of redundant because it, it gives you the illusion of choice, but in reality, you still have to unlock every single thing before you get to tier hundred. Um, so I think it's. I think the, it, the illusion of choice is always. I. It, it it's seems like that's. Casuals. It's it's powerful for casuals, and it's it's more than likely the best business approach for even something like COD. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I would personally I, I like that it. system because one, I think I'm just kind of sick of seeing the same the same menu across. The, the, uh, the same game. menu across every single game, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I would like it if it would be like if they can bring like merits back, like they get, you get five merits or, mm, or yeah, whatever. Black, blackout vibes. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I, I'm really, really cool. excited to see how the battle pass system goes and see. Yeah. And the thing is about this is that people, I mean, I'm, people haven't really forgot, but if you get the vault edition, you get 55 tiers free. I wonder how that's going to translate to the battle pass, the new battle pass system. How That's levels work. Right, right. If you get tier um, skips, those like convert into stars <laughs> or, or, or yeah. something. Yeah. The, something that you can then choose the, what you want to unlock. The sticky thing is about Fortnite is that it's level. You, uh, you just got to get to, you just got to get to level 100. I think that's how it works out battle stars wise. You just got to get to level 100 in a season. But in MW, in MW2, it seems like we're going to start off in level 55 every season. And so it's going to be weird to to see how that kind of comes about if it if it is a certain amount of quote unquote battle pass currency every single level, or it would kind of just be a time based thing. Or I I, I don't see if, it, if the battle pass system is changing. I don't think it'll be time based anymore. Right, 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 right. Where I felt like in Cold War you would finish the battle pass right around you'd hit level two hundred. You get what I mean? It was it was timed, uh, yeah, that way yeah. for a reason, for sure. But, but for yeah, sure. the time, but yeah, the time yeah. usually pushed you close to or around level two hundred. I mm-hmm. I always felt that every single season. Right, unless you had tier skips or bought your way through. For exactly, sure. for sure. Yeah, that, that's yeah, gonna, if that's, you're playing if you're playing naturally, the time played would go to level two hundred. So curious to get to see with the uh, the officer ranks level fifty five. If it is, you get five, you get a certain amount of stars, everything. But yeah, thumbs up for me if they do it well. And yeah. I'm looking for a change in the battle pass. So the el- the element of choice with that is already golden. I mean, we're talking being able to go from camp from from multiplayer to spec ops, DMZ to Warzone two. I don't know how raids leveling progression will work, but so many different modes you could possibly play to do all that. If you don't finish your battle pass or you don't hit level two hundred or it is for the season, then you must not like the game because there's so many modes that you'll be able to play to, to get that done. So unless you don't like the game, there's going to be no excuse not to get something done. Whereas back then you could say, oh, well, I'm kind of tired of this mode or that mode. I don't, I don't play the other one either, so I'm not really leveling up or finishing my pass. Now you have a lot of variety in terms of how you want to do it. Yep. But to kind of go into, or to wrap up with Season 1 real quickly, it's also said that we're getting a fan favorite map at the beginning of Season 1. That's rumored to be Shoot House or Shipment. That's according to leakers. Hell yeah. Uh, another fan favorite map coming, Season 1 Reloaded. And Ooh. then the thing is, it doesn't mention any new maps. So I hope there is a new map somewhere in here to start of the season or reload it. I don't know about that. But yeah, that's the information we have right there. But then going into like the progression. So people were upset, but I'm not surprised about this. So it does mention seasonal prestige, which if you've seen a previous podcast of ours or a video where I talked about this, you'll know that. I never understood the hate for at least the Cold War seasonal prestige. Although the game didn't release with that many prestiges, it was only like three or four, and then it kind of added four every season after that. It brought us to a total of 27 prestiges. I'm a fan of them releasing the game with a good amount of prestiges. I don't care how many it is, whether it's three, five, ten, max, whatever. 
for each season to add in four more, that's a reason to come back and keep playing. That's a reason to come back and hit level 200 again. Yeah. What I do understand, though, is people are saying, well, if I hit level 1,000 for season three, that means season four, I'm back to zero again. That sucks. Or, or one, excuse me. I get that. That's why I think the easy solution is just to keep having the, the cap go up. So maybe the cap for season one is level 200. Then the next season is 500. And then it's 800. Then it, if you keep if you have it continuously go up from there, I think that'd be interesting. That would be interesting. But then I, I don't know, I don't know if it affects the algorithm with SPMM where if you see if you go into a lobby <laughs> with level three thousand people and then you're like rank thirty five, it looks scary. It doesn't really mean that someone's better. It just means they played more. But what would you say about about that that fix there? I think I mean I do agree with the argument that it's like it kind of sucks if you get to level a thousand one season and just kind of means nothing, but. Think about how many people are getting to a level 1,000 in a season. Uh, not very it's many, not, It's assume. not many. Yeah, it's definitely not many. Those are for the super grinders. Yeah, uh, which, I mean, yeah, super grinding is, is fun, and, and it's cool, and I, I definitely see why people do it, but you got to think about just the, the, the majority of people, and I don't think a lot of people are getting to level 1,000. So in that sense, a system where it keeps you coming back, it has you more prestigious to grind every single season, it really puts a, a lot of... Uh, a lot of grind onto onto casuals just to come back and get their level two hundred every season because I know that's what I did in Cold War. I would hit just just about over to level two hundred because I ne I needed to come back and do that. Whether yeah. in, in, or in different different from Bo four where I would kind of get like Prestige seven in the first weekend and then not do anything for the not play MP or anything for the rest of the cycle. Um, sure, I think that's where they kind of improved on that because I do see how it could be frustrating for people that do grind at levels but at the same time it is also very um accepting of of people coming back just to just to get to their the prestigious for that season and then you know kind right. of all they away. all they've said right now is that military ranks for one to 55 you unlock all open platforms and multiplayer little items and special ops kits through those levels yep and then it mentions about the platforms what the spec ops kits are we already talked about that 18 operators through challenges related to campaign MP spec ops. There's going to be daily challenges with MP and spec ops. Complete three challenges every day for XP rewards. And unlock a bonus challenge, which offers triple the XP of a regular daily challenge, which is cool. There'll be career milestones, such as winning matches and specific game modes. Those will be available with cosmetic rewards. And there'll be a breakdown of all these systems in a dedicated blog within the game's release window. So we don't even know, like, the exact details. They just yeah. gave us very vague updates on what they're working on right now. And that's cool that they've kind of given us a place to start in terms of how we're going to perceive this new ranking system. I don't think it'll be the same as the officer ranks from W19. It'll be similar, but I think they'll make sure to incentivize the leveling much more than they ever have. And that's important. Because I think even with Cold War's Prestige system, uh, there, there, there was a reason to say, okay, it's technically classic Prestige, just minus the option to click Prestige which resets all your unlocks. It just was missing that, but it was the same thing. Mm -hmm. And also along with the whole, you know, level reset every season. But I I don't get the obsession anymore for wanting to do that. To say, okay, let me hit, let me enter Prestige 7. Let's lose everything. Like, I don't care. That was such a thing of the past that I'm so happy we're not with that anymore. I don't yeah. care for that. I don't, I don't, I, I feel like there, I feel like either, you know, even the new system that we have, like with, with like Cold War and, and, uh, and Vanguard, e even the new system is flawed. Both systems were flawed. So to see a new one entirely with MW2 is probably unlikely, but I think they're definitely going to improve on it quite a bit. But 
I, I don't think going back to like Modern Warfare 2009 prestige systems, I don't think I don't think they have data in front of them that says they need to go back to that. And I don't think that would benefit their new audience either. The audience that mm -hmm. they're hoping to bring over from Free to Play Warzone, the audience that they want to play every mode. I don't think classic prestige complements that at all. <laughs> so that's why that's why it's not coming back. That's the way I, I think. Look at it. Well, yeah, it all goes back to like just basically copying Fortnite um, <laughs> because well, Fortnite almost reset everything. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I, I, and no one, I and no one, no one cares about Fortnite levels resetting every season. No one gives a shit. Well, um, I, I think I think majority of the cop players doesn't give a shit. It's just the vocal minority on the internet that gives exactly. a shit. Exactly. Yeah, I, because first of all, what what data could they have in front of them that says we want classic prestige back? What data? What numbers can show you that? The only numbers that can show you that, the way I see it, is. The player count. If the player count's getting better, why would they say, "Oh, we're doing something wrong here with the leveling"? Let's let's go back clearly, to 2009. You know what I mean? Clearly, the new system with seasons and everything it, it favors a, a system where your your levels reset every season. That's just right. that's just what it right. is. Right. Um, that's, that's just what it is. Because obviously, it, it's basically basically the whole seasonal marketing thing is it, it wants you to come back to the game every few months. That's what yeah. it is. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Whereas so maybe, maybe that data that said, hey, if you hit max rank within a week of the game coming out because you didn't sleep, you don't come back in Let April. <laughs> which, again, I saw small people, small group of people probably did a fresh start in any COD. I don't. I swear it's the smallest statistic ever that actually got max rank really quickly. And then in April, we're like, oh, let me just fresh start. Like, I swear nobody does that or, or has ever done that. I oh, you get like a calling card in BO3. I feel ahead. like the most people that did that are just ones that... Uh, that too actual chads that like sweat the game religiously and that's cool that's your thing that's your thing no disrespect at all i'm just saying that's not a majority of people to do that or play like that at all i was so always too like, scared to fresh start so mm. <laughs> i get you <laughs> well also i launched 51 total weapons through 33 unique weapon platforms if that makes sense so that means you know yep 33 weapon platforms if you go into the trees, like the, the weapon trees of those of some of those platforms, there'll be multiple weapons available through you know through that, bringing us total fifty one total primary and secondary weapons to choose for your loadout. I'm sure a full weapon list. We don't even we don't even we don't even have a full map list. You think about that? We don't have a full map list yet. That's awesome though. I, I, I like the element of surprise with this. The rumor right now is that Grand Prix is coming back though. How do you feel about that one? A, a leak came out this morning actually when I woke up. It was from that. Uh, who was it from? Codsploit Im images, I think. He said Marina Marina Bay Grand Prix will be re-added and is now called Crown Raceway. Whoa. So there was definitely some legal issues there with the name. So they managed to see. get the map. Let me see yeah. if the Call of Duty channel uh, re-uploaded it with a new name. Let's check that right now. Yeah, maybe they, 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 they it maybe it was unlisted before. Now it's public again with a new name. That'd be sick. That'd be sick if they did that. When really that was right before it would have been right right before COD Next, right? Oh, it was a long. It was the COD champs. I don't know. It was was that. Yeah, that, that was that was when they that was when they announced COD next. So COD next event recap. It doesn't look like it's up anymore. So they, I guess, they just kind of took that <laughs> took that away. Um, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not surprised about that at all. But yeah, it's, it's nice coming back. The map looked cool. Um, for the people that said they did play it, uh, it was good. And uh, a lot of the maps haven't been haven't been that offensive. Uh, in terms of of uh, of design in the beta, so I'm I'm very excited no, to see for that sure. map. and all the other maps at launch. We don't even know. What, did it say how many maps are at launch? I don't think they've even said that yet. They just mm. mentioned I think 15 total modes at launch. I believe it was okay. 10 or 15. I think, and we already know. I think nearly all of them 
the strongest thing I've seen a couple missing, but yeah. One thing that stood out to me is that you said earlier that there's going to be daily um, challenges for spec ops, which they're really doubling down on the re- that replayability factor. Um, and they kind of it makes me think they want to make it into like a zombies of sorts where they kind of update it, give it a new level, have a big raid that's kind of like an Easter egg. And yeah, it, wants, it yeah. wants you to keep playing that every single day. I, I'm really for sure. Hopefully they hopefully they double down on that and continue updating it. To make it well, something really cool. That's what I'm thinking. Anything that this game really innovates on, and anything this game does so well, and if you're not a Modern Warfare person or an Infinity Ward fan, just picture all that in a, in the next Black Ops game because it's it's definitely going to be there. I mean, it's just it's a given. So if anybody's concerned yep. about, oh, how are they going to add replayability to zombies in the future or the next Treyarch multiplayer, or whatever, it's like just look at what Modern Warfare Two is doing this year. Even if you don't play it, just look at it, and I can guarantee DMZ you, especially I think, especially. Because DMZ is like the outbreak, but for Modern Warfare 2, on a bigger scale. So imagine how much better Outbreak will eventually be because of that, too. But it's like, there, there's so much. There's so much to look forward to, which is really exciting. So even if you're not an MW guy, like I said, there's something for everybody at the end of the day. But yeah, that, that's kind of what's going on with that blog. That blog post was huge. And it's not even, quote-unquote, complete. Like, it's just, it's just giving us information, but not the details about some of those things. So the details are going to be talked about, I assume, this upcoming week. Maybe even on the, maybe this weekend, dude. I, I think it'd be crazy. But I think anywhere from Monday to like Wednesday, expect some big reveals. Maybe even the day before launch or the day of launch, you might even see some stuff. But anything for like season one, battle pass stuff, that's probably going to be like early November after Halloween at least. But there's a lot still to be announced, which is very exciting. I mean, there's, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, yeah, I'd say we'd see a roadmap probably. Mm, probably. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very curious to see how they're going to do roadmaps. Um, if they if they are going to do them, I, I'm sure they will. But when they're going to drop them, because I know Vanguard did them pretty late, didn't they? They always did them pretty late. Um, but Cold Wars was like always a week before. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, okay, yeah, Cold did it that way. Yeah, that's. It will that's be interesting. Fun. It'll be fascinating. But yeah, before we run out of, we run out of time here, I, I absolutely want to get your thoughts on this. I, I thought this was this was. One of the funniest stories that I had to make a video on, and I'm glad I made the video because the, the comments were, were positive towards me at least. Uh, a lot of debates in the comment section of this video, but luckily nobody called me out for being like a fanboy or a shill or anything. So Sony and Microsoft are at it again. Made a full video about it. Definitely check it out when you guys get a chance, chat. You you definitely won't uh, won't miss it if you search in the channel. The thumbnail is pretty clear. It's PlayStation versus Xbox. Sony is still salty about the Microsoft acquisition of Activision. And the argument that they have really doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, it's almost laughable. So, Sony claims COD players likely to switch to Xbox even without exclusivity. And the only way I see that is if the following happens. All CODs go to Game Pass, including new ones. So even day one, you can play a new COD on Game Pass. But if you want to buy a, a physical copy of the game, a disc, for PlayStation or even Xbox consoles, it'll be 70 bucks. But then you have that Game Pass option where, let's say you're paying a dollar a month, 15 bucks a month, whatever, for Game Pass, you'll get the new COD day one. And, if, and hey, if you only have Game Pass for COD, you can just cancel your subscription. So I, I get why short-term, that might not actually affect anything. But long-term, that might hurt Sony's pockets. I can understand that when PlayStation leads the Call of Duty player base. I totally get it. And Microsoft wouldn't give a shit about doing that because whatever deal Sony and Activision have, Microsoft will make all that money anyway because they're about to own Activision, so they'll, they'll make that money. But 
Sony went went pretty far with this one. Sony went pretty far with this one. Let, let me pull up the exact information here. So first off, there's apparently a clause in the current Sony and Activision partnership that blocks COD from ever being available on Game Pass for a number of years. Thoughts on that real quickly before we continue because it gets worse. That just seems petty, really. Um, it just it show, it kind of shows Sony's hand and what they're scared of. That's that's what I think. Um, and, and what they are scared of is Call of Duty going on Game Pass. <laughs> that's why they're like, this is not going to happen ever. Uh, yeah. Not to say that the same thing would have happened if the tides were turned, where let's say Sony had the Game Pass and Microsoft didn't, and then there was an acquisition going on. I think I, I, business is business at the end of the day, so I get it. They're always looking for their bottom. They're looking, yep. they're looking at their bottom line. I get it. Sony then put out requirements for Microsoft, which I don't know if they're in the position to even make demands like this. That's why I laugh at this. So for or COD, or even right. So for COD for Xbox, it says. No extra content is not available on PlayStation. No hardware enhancements better than PlayStation. And no Xbox Game Pass benefits. Well, first off, the Game Pass benefits, that's that's already done because COD can't even go on Game Pass apparently for a while. So they already won with that one. But the extra content not available on PlayStation, I'm like, wait a second. What is, like, first of all, I have a PS5. You can call, I get called a Sony Pony pretty often. Even though I'm on PC full time, I still get called a Sony Pony. What has Sony been doing all these years? Survival MW, Onslaught Cold War, all the PS Plus exclusive bundles that are not on Xbox. Also, no console enhancements. PS4 Pro has a bundle for MW19 that promotes the console enhancement that you can get over an Xbox One by playing MW19 on there. Everything they just demanded, they've done. So what they're asking is for Microsoft not to do what they've already been doing and what they're still doing because there's there's even still benefits for MW2 on PlayStation. The Oni Operator Pack. Oni, yeah. Which they posted a whole video on the PlayStation YouTube channel. They posted a whole video like breaking down the development of that of that model and the skin. So I'm like, I, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like, what? Like, Hello? I don't, I, I don't even understand where, like, how that's even an argument. It's the silliest thing ever. <sighs> Microsoft also says Sony has doubled the player base of Xbox currently, and that if Microsoft were to remove COD from PlayStation, Sony would still have the largest console player base for gaming in general. So Sony's still a powerhouse without COD. But you look at all the investigations going on uh, across the world, the deal ain't going through anytime soon. The original projection was uh, June 2023. That's probably what it's going to be. But, th- but there was a report a couple weeks ago that apparently it would have gone through at the end of August if it wasn't for all the investigations. So apparently Google has some part to play in this. They don't want the deal to happen either. The deal might not happen. The, the deal straight up might not happen. But the reason I think this is important is because even if it does happen, let's say it happens by January or, or, or February, March, April, nothing's really going to change. Sony has caught on lock. Big time. Because Activision yep. took another cash deal, which I know Microsoft will technically be in charge of, but Sony already has caught on lock anyway. That's not changing. Microsoft doesn't really interfere with studios they acquire anyway. So th- the whole argument of, oh, Microsoft's going to be the savior of COD and Activision, whatever, I don't think anything's really going to happen anyway. At most, Bobby Kotick leaves. At most. Even that's not, that, even that's not certain. It's rumored that he's going to step down, 
but he's still mm. gonna make a bag and he could stay. So it's like I don't think much is gonna Golden even change. Parachute. What happened? Uh, golden parachute. Well, well, yeah, golden parachutes. But I think this is more proof that not much is going to be changing. The, the trajectory Cod's currently on will probably be the trajectory that Cod stays on for a while until like twenty twenty seven, twenty twenty eight. But any thoughts on like the silly hypocrisy double standards that I, I just can't even put in words. I mean, it's it's so funny. I mean, it just it it, it, it just kind of seems like Sony is like we can do these things, but you can't because we have <laughs> yeah. more players. Which yeah. Which, which, if anything, that should be used as an argument for the acquisition, <laughs> because it's like if if you're this, such a big powerhouse, giving some of that to Microsoft would not make you as big powerhouse anymore and not monopolize Call of Duty on your platform, um, right? Or right, right, or, right. or lessen the lessen the monopoly you claim to have, right? Um, with more players, but I don't know. It, it's it's hypocritical. It's it's petty. It's weird. Um. Yeah, yeah, I just think it's it's just a it's just it's a funny situation to look in, in on. <laughs> no, it's 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 very it's very goofy. I, I had to make a video on it though because I'm like, dude, this is such a funny topic. Like, I I, I <laughs> I'm very surprised that, that 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 was making the rounds, but uh, that's that's how petty uh, capitalism is. Sometimes you never know. That's just yeah. kind of what it is. One more big topic to get through though. Um, there was some other stuff I've written down, but we don't want to go too long today. I know we both have stuff going on. Um, I'm actually going to record a video. I was going to tell you off camera, but I'll just say it. That glitch with the, was it F6? Uh, it was, yep. what key is it? F- you, press, you press F6 and you go into the MP menu. Yeah. So everything. what I'm going to do after this pod, I'm going to just go in with face cam. I'm going to click F6 and I'm going to just film everything. Um, so like, like a, a live comp, so to speak, of that. Because I think it's hilarious. Apparently the green light's been given chat for people to post content about that glitch. Because it's an in-game glitch. It's not like it's a leak or anything. Uh, and it allows you to see all weapons, mastery camos, everything, and it's really cool. So I might as well cover that before it gets patched because it's probably going to get patched today, to be honest with you. But, yeah, I'm going to do that after this pod. Um, the, but anyway, before we get the into... The Modern Warfare... <laughs> never mind, no. I was going to say title. Uh, I'm actually going to write it down. <laughs> Pin that real quick. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Discord. Yeah, before we get into one last juicy topic, let's go ahead and look at some goofy comments with... Uh, who are these people? Who are these All right, let me actually scan this uh, QR code real quick because I got signed out of Discord on this page here. We definitely got some goofy ones. I'm going to speed run through them because they're really funny. Again, we haven't done an episode in a couple weeks, so I kind of gathered a good chunk from uh, a lot of previous videos and even some streams. Might even be some tweets in here somewhere as well. But let's see where we're at. This was... Okay. These are, these are some of the banned comments as well that have blocked words in them. <laughs> so here's here's my Advanced Warfare 2 video. So the title of that one was Call of Duty Confirms Advanced Warfare 2 is dot dot dot. Very experimental title. Because they did confirm to the press that there isn't an Advanced Warfare 2 in development. DK clickbait strikes again. Nothing confirmed at all. You're actually a joke. Reported for spam and misleading. Damn. I got reported, bro. Uh... Ooh, the, the half season one roadmap video we made where we talked about literally confirmed season one content. Somebody that was just confirmed in it a was blog just, post. Just confirmed. This damn clickbait title and thumbnail is criminal. So yeah, Fajardi's going to jail because that thumbnail is absolutely criminal. Uh, also a video about the campaign DLC, which we were going to talk about today, but we'll save it for another episode. Jason Schreier and the press have come out to say that campaign DLC is 100% happening from Modern Warfare 2. I made a video mm. about that. This guy said... Look, I'm sorry, but I watch you 
I've watched you. I've kept close eyes on you for a while. I haven't found a single thing that you've said come true. I swear, Fortnite. Nope. You've never made correct prediction. COD, nope, same. Thing plus your entire channel is a clickbait, especially your old vids on God, like your old titles read new. That's that's a great one. Uh, yeah, brain spasm. Not sure what he's saying there. But yeah, totally, totally clickbait. A video about the, oh, the transit update for COD Mobile, which was teased in a literal trailer. Uh, shameless clickbait. I hope the worst possible thing happens to you. This one made me laugh. This one made me laugh. Jesus Christ. The worst possible thing happens to you. Um, what else do we got here? I uh, I have a few that I remember seeing recently on your channel. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, you po- I think it was on the season one video. And you were talking about the the football players coming or soccer players. And you said yeah. soccer in the video. And so many people are like, oh, it's football, not soccer. And it's like you, you could clearly probably make an assumption that DK is American. and They, they don't call it football over there. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. And, but people are getting mad at it. They're like, oh, actually, it's football. And it, it doesn't matter. You, you know what he's talking about. That, that's all that matters. Uh, when, when people say like soccer, does soccer have an, another word? That just to describe soccer. That I mean, sorry. Does soccer have like, I don't know. It's just it's just a really weird thing to to kind of bring up, like to waste a comment on that. To waste time typing yeah. garbage. Like, yeah, about, you about could, yeah. you could just you could just use football describing soccer. But like, if you say soccer, you know you're talking about soccer. When, for example, if you say football to DK, he's gonna think about NFL. Um, Seventy well, percent <laughs> of my audience is from the United States. So if I say football, yeah. 75% of people on average are going to be like, hey, yeah, you're talking about exactly. NFL. Exactly. And then, and then I'll get comments saying the other thing. Oh, wait, you said Messi? Wait, wait, that's not that's not football. That's soccer. So it's like, why? Exactly. why? It's, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword. You, you literally uh, lose in every single situation. It's a double-edged sword uh, for, like, but, pointless information, too. Like, who gives a crap about, about especially, Yeah. Especially when you know, like, you know you what he's talking know, about. You know what he's talking about. Yeah, but, it's it's that's that's a good that's a, I forgot about that comment over at the screenshot that that's really funny. I was um, just I was just following them like just like why it doesn't yeah people what, yeah if you, if you ever want to people people get so mad when you call soccer football or football soccer I've never seen people get more mad at that dude I'm like I'm very I did my ancestry recently I'm very Mexican so it's like I know what so- well, football and soccer like I know the sport I understand Spanish like you don't have to tell me what the like. <laughs> You don't have to remind me what the terms are for the sport, man. I know it. These pe- I mean, these people are just are hilarious, man. Uh, here's a comment on, I think, on my campaign rewards video. Good example of why I don't sell the COD channels. 10 minutes full of repeated info. By the way, it wasn't repeated. I just got confirmed that day. I made, I made the video in like 45 minutes. I had to g- literally go to the airport. But anyway, uh, that's all new info. Huge news regarding rewards for beating campaigns, which, which he spelled which wrong, which it isn't new news. We've had many CODs, including MW19, that did this. I can't think of a single COD that did that. MW19 gave us like two operator skins. Is there any other COD I didn't play that apparently has campaign rewards? I don't know. Yeah, MW, uh, does, MW 2019 doesn't count because it wasn't good. So there you go. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, another generic COD reporter following the same lame vid template. One, borderline clickbait title. Two, taking 10 minutes to reread already very public articles and posts. Um, that video went over multiple topics, but it also wasn't like old news. And, either, but yeah, that, that's funny. And uh, COD news channels of like, they've always brought blog post to videos like that's that's like what it is because people most people don't read the blog post so that's the, the reason why to make a video on it yeah um, no, that's really so funny that's, kind of weird. that's really funny um i just realized was that my window caps were not on the whole time son of a bitch um it wasn't that's all right 
Yeah, it's all right. You guys, I was reading them anyway. So basically, a Battlefield ripoff. Lol, Battlefield's still better. Comment on my Ground what? War video. Oh, I don't know. Somebody on my, my Ground War gameplay video. Um, give me a Bell Delphine skin. I love to trigger some people, teabagging them with something. Maybe an execution move with Acidic Gamer Bath Water Bomb. Lol. Uh, why are you so bad at COD when that's what you make vids on? You think I'm bad at COD, man? I'm so salty, bro. I'm sad. You think I'm bad at COD? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that Warzone stream we did the other day was 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 demon level gameplay too. We got like two dubs on both of the Rebirth LTMs. We got some we got some nasty MW gameplay as well. We had fun. <laughs> Apparently, I'm bad though. Hypocrisy of Western blah blah. F that. How about bad China Russia? Hate to hurt the Chinese market. Biggest fear of Hollywood and gaming industry. But you know. That's these are really funny comments. Like, what the hell? yeah, there was a comment on my MW video. I thought, I mean, these are just these are gold, man. I mean, these are just fucking say put these in the vault, man. Leave them in the archive. We don't delete any of these, by the way, chat. When we post them in this in this uh, who are these people chat, we definitely keep these for life because these are these are worth uh, coming back to every once in a while. But yeah, those, those are movie comments for the week. I thought those were hilarious. Bit of a recap from like the past uh, <sighs> three weeks, actually. Oh man, but yeah, it's a big discussion. The whole twenty twenty three. Ghost spinoff, that's huge. We're going to save that for a different episodes. There's a lot to talk about with that one. But last topic I wanted to say real quickly was regarding some YouTube gaming updates. Because, dude, they're introducing handles. How crazy is that? YouTube's yeah, they already, handles. Have, they already have introduced them for, for some people, like you. You got yeah, access to it. Yeah, I have access to it. Here's the I can't problem, pick though. Mine yet. I can't pick mine. I guess it's like well, based on sub count. They'll, they'll like partner or whatever. Something like that. Oh, here's a, here's a picture of that Little Caesars box chat. I just went to my Twitter and uh, and pulled it up real quickly. <laughs> Mountain Dew slash Little Caesars slash Mountain Over 2. It's pretty sick. But yeah, I uh, also the Control Freaks. Hope you guys picked those up. They actually sold out and then they just restocked them the other day. The Mountain Over 2 Control Freaks. A lot of you guys use my code. I really appreciate that. Code Dynamite. Uh, shameless ad plug in there. Where's my, <laughs> where's my handle at? So I like what they're doing with this. I think it's going to actually help the algorithm a lot with really determining, you know, who is who. The problem was... Somebody has the DK Dynamite handle, but not because they actually claimed this, because they have a channel opened with that name already. For reserved. For reserved 2006, I think? Yeah. I think it's 2006. So if you go to YouTube.com, let's see. Uh, YouTube.com slash DK Dynamite. Let's see Ooh. if it, it comes up. Yeah, it's, it's a channel with 20 subs. Actually, had like five subs, but there was a mistake we made with the giveaway uh, the other day where I had the wrong channel linked. Um, so people sub to this, this channel from May 27, 2006, it's called DK Dynamite. Maybe it was me when I was six years old. I don't even know I made this. Maybe it was me. Uh, it's not. Uh, so because, so here's the confusing thing. You can, you can choose your handle, right? So that's what's reflected in the URL of your channel. But if somebody happens to have a channel with that name already and it's old, they get first dibs. But, the, but here's the complicated part. I bought the trademark. For DK Dynamite. So what I did is I filled out a ticket and I said, hey, I own the trademark for this name and I am this person. Like, look at my channel with, you know, 86K. What can we do about this? Other channels apparently have done that and have gotten the handle they wanted from inactive channels. If this was an active channel, might not, I probably wouldn't be able to get away with it. Or maybe even with the trademark, I would be able to. But um, we'll see if we can get that. But for now, the handle is DK Dynamite 1. Whatever. I mean, that's my PSN anyway. So we'll see. Twitter, same thing. I have filled out uh, report because DK Dynamite also happens to be an inactive Twitter account from 2014. Three followers on this account. Zero following. It's a literal dead account. Sacha J has it on Twitter. Um, 
filled out I filled out a report with Twitter. Let's see if the trademark helps. They asked for like all your credentials, the federal ID, whatever. I have all that. Gave it to all of them. Let's see if we get lucky with that. But um, if I don't get it, if I can't get it, it is what it is. But I think that's a really cool feature. On top of, I think YouTube is just starting to roll out that that shorts tab. So when you go on YouTube now, that's you'll really see. Cool. Yeah, videos, playlist, community, membership. You're going to see a shorts tab here as well to really separate where shorts are instead of going to videos and just seeing the shorts pop up here. Because, I mean, do you think they look ugly? Like, I, I maybe if, yeah. you post, if, if you post more of them, they look ugly. But on my channel, at least, they look that ugly. They're out of place, kind of. They look out of place, definitely. Okay. Uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm more than excited to see that tab pop up to, yeah. just to separate yeah. it all. Yeah. I, uh, I, you know, shorts are picking up. Like, this one has 13K, 6K, 10K. Shorts picking up. I'm investing more in shorts for sure. Um, definitely working on getting more editors to do short-form content because I know over the next, like, couple weeks, even a couple months with all the stuff coming out, there's going to be so much long-form content to make, streams to do, all this stuff that shorts will not be in the on the priority list, but they should be because they're, they're important. They're going to, you know, they're, they're going to be very valuable come the next couple months. So excited to get into shorts a lot more. And again, catching up on second channel content as well. Thank you guys for 820 subs on that channel. You guys are amazing. Sheesh. I got more, more content coming up on that channel soon. And if Fajardi as well, you've also uh, updated your channels recently. What's up with that? I just yeah, up. you know, I was, uh, I've been thinking, I, w I want to do something, just uh, upload some sort of content and do something uh, outside of art or on top of art because, uh, you know, I just feel like there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pieces of the pie to go around, and I think uh, my mindset could definitely uh, get a plate of it. Um, maybe I'm, I might do it a lot. I'm not sure. I'm not really quite sure yet. Uh, I definitely want to, but like I said, I got art stuff going on. I got DK, DK's channel stuff going on. So it'll be kind of like, you know, if I feel like it, do something. Um, short form content. Uh, mm -hmm. I started editing. I started, I learned how to edit like really cool subtitles the other day. So that was sick. That was actually sick. I'm, I'm loving that. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it could, it's, some, it's something that could that could happen, or I could just continue to do art, um, or merge the two and make content out of making art. Never yeah, know. no, do it all, jack of all trades, and be the master yeah. of all as well at the same time. Break the break the tradition <laughs> there. No, seriously, I mean, there's, there's a lot coming up, man. Uh, also, for those in chat watching that want to get into content and you want to do COD content, now's the time to do it. Seriously, get into it now because Mono for Two is massive. Definitely enough pie to go around for everybody. The game is very popular. There's interest in it. Doesn't seem to be a drop off at all with the campaign, at least. I think everyone's still really hyped about it. So just yep. imagine when, when MPs in full force, Spec Ops, Raise DMZ, all that. It's a lot on the way, which is very exciting for everybody. But yeah, that's episode 61. Again, we got more guests on the way. I think right now the problem with the guest thing is that uh, I had some people lined up, and because of launch and whatnot, everyone's schedule is like all over the place. I get it. If you're a content creator, you're busy. Completely understand that. Mm -hmm. You know, to re to reserve somebody for two hours on a Friday is not actually easy to do. So, uh, I got some we got some rescheduling to do with some other people. But yeah, definitely some exciting guests on the way. So you're going out of town this Sunday, and yep. you'll be back Thursday. You'll be back Thursday. I'll be back on the 27th, whatever day that is. I think that's which Thursday. Is, yeah. Which is Thursday. Wait. Which is, is the, the 28th? Or, wait. What day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's Friday, isn't it? Got it. Yeah, twenty eighth Friday. Got it. So yeah, you'll be back for launch, but because the game comes out on Friday next week, chat, we're not gonna do a pod that day. I'll probably be live with MP or Spec Ops something, um, and then we'll the pod will resume to its normal schedule every Friday the following week after that. Again, past couple weeks have been hectic. We took like I think we took a two week break because 
we both have stuff going on. We had, up, yeah. We, yeah, we had we had some some scheduling to figure out. A lot of videos were getting made. And then the third week we missed, which was last Friday, I was in Vegas, obviously, for my birthday. So we had a lot going on. Was not trying to do a podcast in the hotel room because that would have been that would have been rough with the internet over there. <laughs> but uh, but no, videos still got done. Job still got finished. We had a lot, we had a lot planned that we've gotten accomplished. Massive and W's. Massive W's more on the way. But yeah, in case anybody's like, hey, are you guys like quitting the pod or like inconsistent? No, we just obviously are working around the whole release thing with mw2 and whatnot lots going on but with that being said very busy. very busy yes sir big video coming up in the next couple hours regarding that glitch because that is hilarious and there's a lot to look at with that which thankfully we have permission to cover so expect that video i got more campaign stuff coming up this weekend and then more stuff next week leading up to the full launch of the game but yeah next pod that we do mw2 will be fully released all modes lots of juice preseason one hype been on the lookout for all that and with that being said we will see you guys in the next one Peace out, everybody.